Welcome to the super excellent, not too serious bike that goes nowhere podcast. I'm Sheldon. And did you love that, Meredith? I was something. I felt something about that. Yeah, I'm I Meredith. I thought I'd mix it up. And like, <laughs> and like drop You're feeling it, your oats drop today. Drop down. <laughs> To the Barry, to the Barry White zone. Yeah, Barry White. That's who. I was thinking Barry, <laughs> Barry Manilow, White. and I was like, that's not right. Not Barry Manilow. Well, that is not Barry Manilow. <laughs> that is not Barry White. Barry Manilow. Oh, <laughs> uh, so here we are again in this little world. I got the Armageddon thunderstorm rolling around me here. So if you hear some thunder, it's not just uh, Thor in the background. It's, uh, it's a little storm I got going on. But. Um, we are here, and we got a great guest, Meredith. I'm excited. One of my favorites. Amazing guest. I, I love her as a person. I love her as a guest. I love her everywhere. But there's also a little something to clear up, because um, I, I was listening to this, and uh, it's, a, it's a little bit outdated, in oh, that yeah. we were talking about how we had not met. Right. And we have met. This and is true. It's yeah, like a time machine. Gotta go yeah. back in time. So I don't know. These things are recorded sometimes in advance, so that yeah. Sheldon has time to do all the work that is involved. Massive amounts right. of work. We get yes. like we we stack a few of these interviews yeah. up so that we yeah. can have them and and but not we have met. to. Yeah, we and didn't. and we also met out at Peace, Matthew Ogus and Mike Feldman. Um, yes. Pins go round. So we just yes. yeah went to. Let everybody know and you that you met Norm Moxie Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him too, and Allison. Him too, and Allison. Whom I well, met you meet a lot. Allison all the time. I yeah, do. But, yeah. yeah. Most people don't know who we're talking about, by the way. But we'll just, yeah, we'll just say all the you, people you know in this echelon. Community. Hey, I'm going around and meeting the echelon community you, one by meeting, one. You are. <laughs> I mean, I've seen like your agenda, and yeah. you're, you're meeting like the whole gambit. I'm, I'm impressed. It's like you're the. You're like the uh, handshake and ambassador of the Echelon community, there you podcast go. community for Echelon. <laughs> I don't know if that's we, a good thing. We or sit not. atop this mountain of podcasts of one, and <laughs> you are the queen of this podcast, oh. Meredith. You must represent us with okay. your handshaking. Do I get a, a crown and a sash? You get a, 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 a leggings. Yeah. Leggings. Podcast, po- right. oh, you got you, you to make some podcast le- leggings. I do. You want your face on my leggings? <laughs> maybe maybe use the logo, not the, not oh, the, the logo, not the okay. one with us on the bike. That's a little weird, and oh. I don't know how to explain that to people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but oh, our guest dear. today is amazing and wonderful, and I can't wait for you all to hear more from her. There's a sneak Absolutely. peek. It's a her. I know. <laughs> we'll talk about her in just a minute. Yeah. Or, or 10. Um, watching the Olympics, Meredith, are you in? Are you down oh, yeah. with the Olympics? Yeah. I love the Olympics. Grew up. We always watched um, figure skating, obviously, Winter Olympics. But the uh, the swimming, the equestrians, uh, diving. I, I love to watch the diving. I also, mm-hmm. my stomach just turns inside out because it seems like it's so high. So, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's really high. It's it's way the heck up there. But they (laughs) they don't want to belly flop off that one. No, they do like handstands and go off of it backwards and all sorts of crazy things. I, I don't, who thought this up? It's like Lindsay on the bike. Yeah. (laughs) Lindsay on the bike. All kinds of moves. Get more moves (laughs) than a box of x lax Nice. What about you? What's your favorite? What have you been watching? My favorite. You know, I, I'm a track guy, so I oh, did yeah. track and cross country, and so 
when I, t- I watched that Olympic marathon. Yeah. You, I, that was watching history. Yeah. I've never seen a runner like that. Just he's just the goat. He's the greatest of all time in terms of that distance. You know, if you look at his history, the marathon medals that man is one. And then the, um, he just took off on the field, like crushed them. Like they ran through, you know, they were all cruising like a pack and you know, like that's yeah. typical, typical yeah. of these races. And then he just says, okay, bye-bye. And off yeah. he goes. And these guys yeah. are running, you know, sub five minute pace. You know, they're, they're in that, uh, it's, they're doing, you know, faster than many, many people can, can run a mile in for 26.2 miles. And it was just amazing to watch. I tell you, I wasn't going to watch it. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, for some reason this year, the Olympics just feel different and a little weird to me because you know, the whole world feels weird. Absolutely. But I, wa- I said, well, I'm going to watch the marathon. I love that event. And I tell you, I'm glad I did because it, it reinvigorated my, my love of running again. So it was, it was neat to watch. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. I watched that. Um, I liked how the teammates were encouraging each other and ended up uh, placing. Um, that was really cool at the end yeah. there. And, yeah. and there are um, kids winning. Yeah. Like there's yeah. like these 13 year olds winning stuff. Mm-hmm. I swear. It's like, whoa. I mean, skateboarding. I, 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 we watched some of that. Yeah. 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 I was trying to remember. I'm trying to remember like in the, in the like women's gymnastics from back in the day. I mean, how young were they? I mean, I don't remember what the youngest ones were. I remember them being like, <laughs> High schoolers, I right? Think. I think like fifteen and sixteen. Yeah. I, I that, feel that was like my memory yeah. as well. I remember. I think like Mary Lou Retton. I think she was eighteen or something. When yeah. she did. I mean, this is going way in the way back machine there. But I remember. I mean, I remember because I was there. I um, had the Wheaties <laughs> box with her face on it or I know, whatever. I know, didn't we all? <laughs> and uh, but I think it's like you know now it's like wow, they're like literal like middle school yeah. kids like yeah. winning these things. I'm like, it's just amazing to watch. It's an intensive commitment. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I think not only of that athlete's commitment, but everyone around them, their family. Yeah. Um, you know, parents who took them back and forth to practice, and you know, just. It's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. And then the, uh, the one that won the overall, I, I'm terrible with names, but uh, just the fact, you know, to the, when she grew up, like her parents, like built her a balance beam in the backyard yeah. out of like two by fours and like, just know. to watch those stories. And then of course, Simone, Simone Biles. I mean, it's like, yeah. you, you know, I think this to me was special Olympics because it felt like we got to see the human side of the athletes. Right. Maybe a little more like, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I mean, back in the days of, uh, I think it was Carrie, Carrie Strug when, you know, mm-hmm. she went out there with her, with her literally broken leg and did her thing. Now everyone's, a, you, say, you know, that's great. You know, she's a hero. I mean, yes, that was a very her- heroic thing to do, except that it basically ruined her gymnastics career after that. Right. And, and really wasn't really, necessary. Right. Right. So. I mean, and I think. You know, stepping back and, and and thinking about you know all for the sake of winning, um, you know there are things that are more important than winning, and I hate to hate to say that being a very competitive person myself, you know, having a a young girl go out and basically destroy herself so we can have a medal. I don't know. I mean, I felt yeah. I felt that watching watching Simone, you know, be a human being and still go out and get medals. By the way, yeah, um, was more inspiring than I've ever kind of felt watching some Olympic events before. And, uh, um, you, you know, not to get too serious on the, the not too serious podcast we do, but it's, um, I think we all could learn some lessons there. Uh, you know, 2020 and even going to 21, you know, the, the, 
we're all suffering. I think yeah. through this, the, these it's mental. It's a mental, mental health. suffering. This whole yeah. thing is very serious, and I think um, we have to learn to give ourselves grace. It and is okay we, to know your limits and to yep. have enough and say when. Yeah, and to say no. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right, and it's. Uh, you know, we all go out there and, you know, you know, we, we were, you and I were talking before we started this and like, you know, I went on the bike and probably rode a little too hard today. My, mm-hmm. I, I took a really long, long ride on Sunday and my legs were hurting, you know, and, and but I said, you know, I, I don't know, I got competitive, which is rare for me in, in sometimes I often shut the leaderboard off, but I just had something go. I think Amy, you know, Amy gave me a shout out on the bike or something and yeah. it jazzed me up and I just put the wood to it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, at the end I'm like, God, there's no medal for this. I get nothing for this except a sore back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, maybe sometimes I just need to say, I got to listen a little bit better to myself. And, and anyone, if anyone's out there listening that feels like, you know, you have to do something on these bikes or rowers just to, to get a number on the board, you know, your, your health and, and safety and, you, you know, having a good workout is more important than any number you're going to put up on the board. And, you know, sometimes we all have to remind ourselves that a little bit. And- yeah. And what might be our off day might be someone else's PR day. So yeah. even if they're nor- if they're normally with you and you're thinking, why can't I keep up with them? That just might be their day to shine. And if that's not your workout, just stay where you're yeah. at. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. It is true. And you know, it's uh uh, it's we all need to be our own little coach uh, every yeah. once in a while. And speaking of coaches, mm-hmm. speaking of coaches, let's get on to our guests. You've heard enough of us rambling on, uh, and we'll get to the real meat of the meat of the interview here. And Meredith, I'm excited. Let's go talk to our guests. What do you say? I'm there. We're there. We were there. Yeah, I was there. there. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see everyone else on the other side of this on the super excellent, not too serious bike that goes nowhere. Podcast. We're just here to have some fun. Let our faces feel the morning sun. Gonna laugh and put on a smile. Come along and join us for a while. Well, it's pretty clear to me. The world takes itself too seriously. Take a ride with Shelly Mare on a bike that goes nowhere. If it's pretty clear to you, won't you be less serious too? Take a ride with Shelly Mare on a bike that goes nowhere. Welcome to the Super Excellent Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. I am Sheldon. And I'm Meredith. And we've got a great guest today. If you've been with the Echelon Tribe a while, the next guest will be no stranger. She was master of the rower and revered for her Tuesday night enduro therapy rides that so many look forward to. A world-class rower, she has since pursued that passion, is now a personal coach with Hydro. And also has some exciting news to share about another rowing achievement coming up soon. But it doesn't stop there. She's a fantastic triathlete that also coaches others to success in the sport, as well as a podcaster, wife and mother to a wonderful 10-year-old. It is my pleasure to introduce the remarkable, radiant, rowing queen, Megan Hanwell. Welcome! 
Hi, guys. Hi, Megan. I'm We're so, so happy to have you. excited to be here. I know. I know. It's, it's so great to be here. And especially since I know both of you guys personally. Like, yes. It is like guys- having a reunion. Really You're very is. lucky you know me personally, I, I have to say. Yeah. Well, oh, no, you no, sorry, have that's, actu- that's not the right response, right? <laughs> you have actually met me. You have actually met Sheldon. Sheldon and I have not met. No, we haven't. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. So you are our only common link. Yeah. I'm just saying it. You're, you're, you're our, our intermediary. <laughs> exactly. You're our Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Megan Bacon. <laughs> Did someone say Megan Bacon? What? Yeah, Megan Bacon. Megan Bacon. <laughs> But uh, I think I've told you um, this before because we have talked. But when I got on Echelon, I was trying all the different instructors and everything. Megan, you're the one that um, really spoke to me just talking about your own personal experiences and talking about how you'd had some hard times and what got you through it and just different things. And I thought these people are real people like she's she's up there looking gray and and looking like she's got it all together but she's been through some stuff and that's how she's gotten to where she is and it was so relatable and that's what I love about you you are just relatable and genuine and authentic and uh, kind of like everyone's sugar plum fairy godmother because you just sprinkle happiness wherever you go Oh, thank you. And I remember you actually wrote that um, yeah. in one of your amazing, really fun ride reviews um, that that you do. And and I think you wrote that and I was just so touched. Um, and thank you for those kind words, by the way. That that means a lot to me. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, Sheldon likes you too, right, Sheldon? Yeah, she's hey. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Exactly. Yeah, didn't you know. you? You just, we, we couldn't. We could not do that. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about Megan. So if, if you've been you've been away from Ashland for a little bit now, and if you know you were one of the first rider, uh, sorry, instructors I rode with when I joined, you know, a year and a half or so ago. So you're one of the OGs for me, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to know. I think the audience would like to know how did you find your fitness journey. And eventually find your way to Echelon. And then, you know, we all know you, you moved on from there. But it's like, we'd love to hear how you got to Echelon to begin with, because it was a big part of who you, you were to us when we rode with you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, just generally, my fitness journey mm-hmm. um, is probably not the typical one of a lot of instructors. So right. I was not an athletic kid. Um, mm-hmm. I did not participate in many organized sports when I was a kid. Um, And really the first, uh, so the first organized sport that I really enjoyed was volleyball. And I started that in junior high, but I was, I was never really good. You know, I, I made the JV team, never made the varsity team. I was super afraid of the ball. I think that's why I liked volleyball because the, um, the, the goal was to like hit it away from you. So I I think that's why that was the only ball sport that I could ever do. Um, but then the, the first real sport that ever made me feel like I was an athlete or could be an athlete was rowing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I learned how to row the summer before my senior year. Now, funny thing is, is I had tried out for the rowing team when I was a junior in high school and I got cut. I didn't make it. I didn't make it. Oh my gosh. She's the Michael Jordan of rowing. 
Yeah, that happened are. to Jordan. He didn't <laughs> make exactly. his team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. And then she came and she dunked the next year. Oh wait, no, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't dunk in rowing. That that would be bad. No, right. That's what you try to <laughs> right. avoid. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I um I learned how to row that next summer because I was really I was just really determined, and um learned how to row that next summer and then came back my senior year which is funny and started what, you know, made the team and started on the novice team as a senior. Mm -hmm. Um, And really at that point was when I felt like I could actually do something athletically. Um, And it was the best feeling ever. And I was 18, 19. Um, I was 19 when I graduated from high school, a little bit older uh, because I had taken an exchange year in high school. Where'd you go? um, Let me guess. I went, I went to Austria. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, sorry, I, I, was vaca- I was supposed to go to Austria on vacation. I was supposed to go right before the pandemic, and we I, had to drop the trip. That's a bummer, and they you know? started a pandemic just to keep you out. They did. <laughs> Damn you. Anyways, okay. So, <laughs> Back to 19 Megan, years old, you're yeah. a rower. And so, how did you know you were good at it? Um, I didn't actually. Yeah. I didn't know I was good at it, but I knew I loved it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really what you know what what made me so hooked to the sport is mm-hmm. I just loved it. I loved the the serenity that you can find in it with the movement and the movement with a with a whole team of people with you because you have to be in sync. And when right. it is in sync, it's really good. Um, when it's not, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that you could really put the hammer down and and go hard and, you know, really swing through and get, get that boat really moving. And so I really love the dichotomy of rowing and, um, just even, even when you're rowing hard with a team, it's just, everything's in sync in the flow and the motion is just amazing and, and beautiful. And that's what I fell in love with. Um, but then there was, I, I'll never forget this distinct moment when, um, you know, that senior year I was in season and it was a Sunday and I was bored and I was like, well, I'm going to go out and go for a run, you know, extra training. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out for a run and I totally lost myself. And I think I found my own personal flow for the first time ever Oh wow! running, you know, because flow is that, that feeling of, of losing yourself to where time just doesn't really exist anymore. And I found that for the first time when I was running and I ended up running five miles for the Mm. first time in my life as a a 19 year old, I had never number one gone out running for the sake of going out and running and having fun. And then just to lose myself. And next thing I know, I ran five miles that blew my mind. And I think that's when I fell in love with, with not only rowing, but being and feeling like I could be an athlete and running because running was enjoyable for the first time. It wasn't a means to an end. It was something that I went out and really enjoyed. And so that for me was really a defining moment um, Mm. in, in starting my identity of I can be an athlete uh, because my whole life I, um, I wasn't an athlete, my whole family, you know, my brother played soccer, my oldest brother played hockey. If we're going to talk about my sister, she was 
you know, the captain of her swim team, of her crew team at a very elite private school. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, it was recruited to Princeton for rowing. Hmm. Um, You know, so that's the shadow that I lived under as a kid. And I was, my, my family laughs about it. It's kind of a joke that, you know, if we had like the senior superlatives that I would be the one least likely to be an athlete in our yeah. family. And here we are, you know, I'm 48 and did two half Ironmans this year. I have world rowing titles and um, it, my family, we all just laugh about it. <laughs> because- but, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, super it's, inspiring, though, because what happened is all those other things, you, you couldn't do what they did because that wasn't where your passion was. And it was maybe too much pressure. And so it well, wasn't fun. It, right. yeah. yeah. You felt like you had to be at a certain level before you even started. So just the determination, though, that speaks to a lot of saying, I didn't make the team. I'm going to learn how to do this because I really like it that much. And that's that's life. You don't start, get to start out at something and be perfect at it, usually. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Unless you're me. Exactly. But it, that's Except that's Sheldon, who was perfect at everything. I, I get that. <laughs> I'm perfect at being imperfect. That's what and I'm what I love, too, is people are still talking about your rides on Echelon because there's such a, there's a back yeah. catalog and everything. And I mean, people are still finding you, new people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, ride all you yeah. can because we miss her so much. But we're Aww. so well, proud yeah. of you and what you're doing. Yeah. And Aww, I see like you. people recommend her still, right? You know, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. People say, oh, oh, should I take, I want to take a, uh, like a longer ride or something like that. And, oh yeah, I take like Megan's old Enduro rides or something like that. It, it, it still comes up all the time. Yeah, for sure. And you were the, the founder, with, along with one of our writer friends, of um, how we as a community could communicate to you on rides. Do you want to talk right. about that? Big, the, big, the, big, uh, the big secret of Echelon Communications. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that one. It happened on an Enduro ride. It happened on an Enduro ride, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened yeah. in an Enduro ride. Um, yep, absolutely hilarious moment. So, you know, the Enduro rides are 75 minutes, very mm-hmm. long. Um, and the way I coached an enduro ride was, you know, find your aerobic zone, hang out there. It's not an enduro die. It's an Mm -hmm. enduro ride, which means, you know, so, so people really could, um, take it easy and then listen, enjoy yourselves. And so one time, um, Brendan Dudridge, who, um, was one of the loyal, Yep, Canadian rider, one of the loyal uh, enduro riders, literally from the very first enduro rides. He he was there, um, and so he was uh, he was he was messing around on his phone, and he changed his location. He had a bunch of emojis, and he changed his location. He had a bunch of cupcakes, and then I think he changed his emoji. I said something about ice cream cones or something, and he changed his emojis to ice cream cones or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, it's like did I see these emojis change? Brendan, have you changed your emojis? And then the next thing you know, like a couple minutes later, some yep. new emojis came up. And then he typed a message and he learned that during the ride, if you changed your location during the ride on a second device, that it mm-hmm. would give you a, a message. And so from then on, I mean, and it was it was funny. I think Brendan has actually like clipped 
he, he, he recorded some clips of me reading his and being surprised at his emoji changes. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. It, it was great. And the surprise on my face. And it was exciting for me too, because, yeah. you know, in the world of instructing, and I think I might have had someone in the studio that day. I may not have. I think I did actually. I think Jim, Chattanooga Jim was in studio. He was a loyal enduro rider, but, um, you know, very often, if no one's in the studio, we're teaching to a camera and there's right. no one. I mean, we're talking to space. We're talking to you guys who we know are there with us, but there's no communication from you to us. Mm -hmm. And for the first time to have that communication from one of the riders, I felt like... I was the first person to ever, like, I was a NASA controller making contact with space. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, look at this. <laughs> that really, it it was, just changed the dynamic of everything, doesn't it? it? it yeah. yeah. It really did, because I remember him discovering that, and, uh, uh, and I'm like, oh, we can do that? And, so, and, that, and that's, honestly, I didn't really know many people. I think maybe we'd started a little, maybe a little echelon group had just kind of formed, I think. If I remember that being really, really early on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um and then all of a sudden it started happening. Then we all started doing it and, and it just became a way to communicate and, and with connect with people around the country and eventually the world, right? Yeah, exactly. And and what I love about that is just, you know, it came from a little emoji change and then it turned into enduro rides. People would start looking forward to enduro rides to send messages to each yeah. other. Mm -hmm. um, and from then it's blossomed into actually a software change in the app mm -hmm. where you can now, there's a place for you to message. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I love that, but I also love the fact that it has evolved into a way to congratulate riders, yes. a yeah. way to birthday rides, celebration yeah. rides. We had, remember, during the enduros, we would do the themes. Everyone would put the themes and yeah, their stuff. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. And we had um, lots of fun themes, and and um, yeah, we, and I would say what the theme is ahead of time and people would get their things ready to go and it was it was fun definitely it was a lot of fun and yeah, and like you was. said it really was enduro therapy because that's one of the first rides where like my husband was having some health issues and I was having to drive a couple hours to visit him in the hospital and then I I was gonna miss my enduro ride and I was kind of upset about it and so I just I just put it on and played it and basically lurked my first class just mm -hmm. so I could listen to what was going on because, you know, and, and I think people had changed, you know, they had changed to, you know, get well Craig and they had changed to, you know, um, you know, prayers and different things going on. And it was really, it really is what kind of brought the community together. Like Sheldon said, it just helped us really get yeah. to know each other on a personal level. So it was really definitely, great. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to rewind just a little bit, Megan, to about how did you actually end up at Echelon? How did you just, how did you, like you were, you become a rower. I assume you did it in college as well, right? No, I didn't. No, you didn't row in college. I was not a college, college athlete. Well, blow no. my mind. How did I not know that? <laughs> yeah. She's a world-class okay, so, athlete. <laughs> so you, you started it in, in high school, mm -hmm. stopped, then what, so you, did you not do any athletics in college? No, absolutely wow. not. And and I think that's why, you know, that's one of the things that, that sets me apart. And one thing that I like for people to know, because just because you're an athletic adult, it doesn't mean that you are athletic as a youth. Mm. Um, and for so many people who kind of 
give up hope on their dreams or who say, well, I could never become an athlete now because I never was when I was a kid. No way. Um, I really blossomed as an athlete when I turned 25, maybe. Okay. Um, that's when I started running races and, um, you know, so what, no, I did not row in college. I, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then so you, okay. So you started running races. Like, was that when you picked up triathlons or were you still in the just road like running races? No. So I was, I just started doing five Ks and then five Ks okay. led to 10 Ks. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I just kind of messed around with that kind of stuff. And then when that's also when I started rowing. Um, mm-hmm. when I came as, as an adult, when I came, when I moved to Chattanooga, I was 24, I think. Um, so a couple of years after college, I'd spent two years in Austria after college and, um, moved to Chattanooga to teach at a private school and coach rowing. And so, um, when I arrived in Chattanooga, of course, I looked for a local rowing club and joined and, um, you know, started meeting some folks and, um, met, met a guy who was looking for a partner to race with. And I was like, sure, why not? So we, um, we started training together. He was actually 25 years, my senior, um, which is really fun, but we started rowing a mixed double, uh, and, um, you know, started racing. So that's how I kind of got back into rowing at the same time I was coaching when I moved to Chattanooga. But, um, yeah, I didn't start triathlon until about 13 years ago Okay. and, um, running longer distances was right when I started triathlon too. Got yeah, it. Okay. Got it. So, and then the rowing progressed. I mean, you have some titles on your belt here. So how did that all come about? Do you get to that level? That's a different, that's a different game. That's a different ball game from local rowing clubs and races. Yeah. Well, um, so we did go to, um, so we've been to nationals a couple times mm-hmm. and we've been to worlds and the way it works in the master's world is you go and you represent your rowing club. So you, okay. when, when we go to master's nationals, it's rowing clubs or people who are unaffiliated, who just, mm-hmm. you know, train on their own, who don't have a club, anybody can enter nationals. Like you don't have to qualify. And it okay. was the same thing with the world's, um, the FISA Masters Worlds Championship um, that we went to in Sarasota, Florida. Now that travels throughout the world and every year is in a different place. Um, Since it was in Sarasota, we just decided, hey, you know what? We do pretty well on the national level. We do very well in the Southeastern portion of the United States. Let's, Let's see what we can do. I mean, we didn't know when we were going there if we would be blown out of the water, if we would have any sort of a chance but the one thing we did do not knowing what the outcome was going to be as we trained we and we trained really hard and that's one one thing that i always concentrate on and always when i coached girls in high school is what i said you know what it it doesn't matter what the other teams are doing out there it's what you show up and you do what you've trained to do um, because at the end of the day, if that team out there is better than you, if they have better technique, if they are better trained, then there's nothing you can do. So the only thing you can do is what you know how to do and what you've practiced for. So right. that's kind of the attitude that we took when we went down to Worlds and said, well, here goes. 
and uh and yeah my we went in a quad or women's quad and we went in i rode a double with my best friend and i we just randomly threw together a mixed eight with some nashville rowers and we threw together a women's eight with four canadians from newfoundland um and and our women's quad so Yeah. yeah we we did row a number of boats um, I did, I did medal in that race. My, uh, mm-hmm. my best friend and I, uh, we medaled in the women's B category double skulls. So, um, we did win a gold and wow. it, that was, that was one of the most, that was just great. That was so much fun. That's gotta be too. a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was. It, at that level, you know, it's not like it's. <laughs> yeah. What was that uh, next family gathering like? That's not You're like, the, any uh, of you got a gold medal? I got a gold medal here. Exactly. That's not the local, uh, you know, Jim's Barbershop 5K haircut run. That's the. Uh, right. Oh, I want that t-shirt. You're doing this at a pretty global level. It's pretty amazing. That is amazing. And I love, I love the story behind that, that it's like, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. It could have been yeah. a disaster, but we wanted to try. So what could we control? We could control yeah. how we prepared, how we trained. Beautiful. And then you have a montage. A montage. No, no montage. <laughs> a rocky montage with her exactly. gold medal. I love it. But, you, had to have, you had to have that leading into the race, right? There had to be a montage of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you guys know what was really funny is, is, yeah. is when you're getting up there, and, and like you said, you're at that level. You're at an international race. Mm-hmm. Right. You're sitting there. You're lining up. You have to, you know, it's a pretty complicated process. You have to go across mm-hmm. the lanes. You have to back your boat in. So it takes a lot of, you know, skilled oars or work to Do get in. Do the British there. try to go on the other side? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're messing us all up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'll never forget looking over in all of the races, every, not just the doubles, but looking over at the people next to you. And it's like there's, there's a boat of Swedish women next to you where you're mm-hmm. like, really incredible athletes right. or, you know, looking over literally Romania on the right side of us. And I'm like holding on to my oars because you have to sit ready and they count down. And this was actually a quick start. It was windy. So they don't even count down like three, two, one, go. They'll just be like, oh, wow. attention, go. And you're sitting there, literally, I was shaking. And mm. You know, you're holding your oars, you're shaking, you're terrified because you're looking at how intimidating these people look. Right. And you don't know what, like I said, we, don't, we didn't know what we were up against, but the people looked scary. They looked fit and they looked like they were strong. And so that's an, an extremely humbling moment um, yeah. so where you're Meredith just like. Meredith looks at me. That's the same kind of. Oh, exactly. I mean, when we're getting ready to podcast and I look at him, I'm like, how can I compete? And then I outshine him I every time. Every so. time. <laughs> this, this is your story, Megan. Yeah. It's the same it's my story. Gold, my gold medal story. She's the exactly. gold medaler. I'm, I'm the, the, the Ivan Drago <laughs> over here that's supposed to win, but I don't win. <laughs> <laughs> so Meredith, you just you just show up and you bring your A game every every time. every time. I train for it. Yeah, he doesn't time. know, but I talk in my sleep. I like you ask my husband. I'm constantly podcasting. You you, you doing voice warm ups before got, the mm-hmm. show? Yeah, she writes with both hands. Whoa. She's got double notes. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we roll in this. It's, uh, well, you really got and... me hooked on rowing. I never, of course, I never thought I wanted a stationary bike and here I am. But um, you talked about it. And I think what sold me is like, you're like, you know what? I don't like to lift weights. And, you know, these arms, these are rowing arms. And I thought, mm. I could do that. 
I mean, maybe not like that, but I can do some of that. I can, I can, I can do it from I, my house where nobody sees me. I know that for sure. I love my rower <laughs> and I had coaching from you. So I can speak to your coaching that, you know, it was non-judgmental. You did not go, oh my goodness, Meredith, that is like the worst form I have ever seen. You know, <laughs> are you a baby deer just born? What's going on here? Um <laughs> But you know, I, you, I like to call it drunk octopus. Actually, oh, drunk, drunk octopus, yeah. drunk yes. octopus. Nice. When you've got limbs, and all of a sudden you don't know what they're doing, and and you're like, what? Wait, what? Wait, what my, do these arms do? do when do they do it? Look my, my hands, look at my hands, mama. <laughs> that's me, because my 11 year old has just started swimming. She made the swim team, and so she's trying to teach Yay. me the butterfly. Oh yeah, I'm so excited, oh. and I'm thinking, I think she maybe got some of this natural talent for me because I like water. Right. So that's the same. There you go. You um, are half mermaid. So she's trying to, yes, she's trying to teach me the butterfly and uh, she makes it look so easy. And I definitely was drunk octopus. She was laughing so hard. It, it was painful. I had chlorine in my brain. I don't recommend it, but, <laughs> but rowing, I do recommend. Um, yeah. And I thank you for right. that. Cause I, I still, I don't worry about the leaderboard on the rower. I still just focus on form and I still hear, you know, your voice in my head so and that's a good thing oh. yeah yes. yeah absolutely yeah. and so I how did it. you so master you know rowing like a crazy fool yeah we're in the <laughs> in the into the exercise world how did that lead to like getting to an echelon type of situation yeah, I know. This is like the third time you've asked. and That's I'm okay. Gonna, I know. I'm bringing us I'm, I'm bring I'm back keep... around, guys. I'm exactly. bringing us back around. It's what I do. You, you, I'm a master. <laughs> I know. You don't realize that that's actually my goal is to get you to keep asking the question. Yeah. But, yeah. It's working. Yeah. It's working well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? No. Um, it, you know, back to the, the, the topic of me coming to Echelon is actually yeah. a really interesting story. So, um, I had taken a year off of, I had just quit my full-time job mm -hmm. um, to be a little more supportive of my daughter as she was uh, going into elementary school. Um, so I had been off work for a year and decided, you know what, I really need to start. I, I mean, I had been doing a little bit here and there, um, personal training, doing a little bit mm -hmm. of fitness instructing at our local gym. And um, so I was looking around at jobs and online and I saw... Um, foreign language spin instructors in Chattanooga. Hmm. And and they was like, we need French, we need Chinese, we need German. And, oh, German? Nice. So because yes. you I- You learned a little bit of that while in Austria, right? Yeah, exactly. So I am fluent in German. I, um, I learned German fluently when I was an exchange student in Austria and then went on to become a German teacher. And that's what I, that's what brought me to Chattanooga was, mm -hmm. was teaching German at a private school. And then I left the world of, of teaching and coaching to go into the corporate world. And I became, um, a bilingual executive assistant at Volkswagen. They created their first manufacturing facility in the United States, um, in a number of years right here in Chattanooga. And so I was like, you know what? I've been challenging other people with the German language for 11 years. Let me go ahead and challenge myself a little bit and, and jump into a whole new world. And it was a little bit of the grass is greener, right? Like I'll have yeah. my weekends back to myself. I don't have to grade at night. I don't have to coach all weekend. I don't, you know. But instead, I gave myself to the corporate world, which I kind of regretted pretty quickly, to be mm. honest. Um, yeah. Because, but that, but it was it was a blessing and a curse because I realized that I loved coaching 
and yeah. I love teaching. Um, so that's what made it pretty easy to to stop um, and then take some time off and then kind of re resituate and reorient myself. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I said, okay, well, I want to go back to teaching. And when I mm -hmm. saw this from Echelon, I mean, I didn't even know Echelon existed. It was still in the very, very yeah, young years. Yeah, stages, yeah. Yeah. Um, then I went and interviewed for the position of teaching in German. Um, but it was funny, after I auditioned and, and was accepted, of course, I auditioned in English because they didn't know what I was saying. Um, <laughs> oh, that could have been fun. Yeah. I can yeah, just see so you I, having some fun with that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But there will be somebody out there who understands. True. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, so I, you know, I was accepted on as an instructor at Echelon. And at that point, we were not even in a full studio. I don't know if, have you guys talked to any of the other instructors about what it was like when we started bit. out A garage and a camcorder, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. It was a little teeny room. And we were in there with the producers in the room. And, and it, 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 I mean, we had some fun times because now, yeah. you know, in the studio, it's a huge, super ultra production, professional yeah. studio mm -hmm. set at production. And yeah, granted, it was production there too, but it was a lot more laid back and um, and we could have a lot more fun with our producers. But um, yeah, so so that's how I started. I was hired on as a, as a mm -hmm. bilingual instructor. And then, hey, you know, we could use you to do some classes in English as we ramp up. So I started teaching just like maybe two classes a week. And, um, and then I also started on the flex bike. Which oh, it's is right. yeah. yeah. I keep yeah. forgetting about the flex bike. You know, it's one of those yeah. products that exists and still exists and still still yeah. happens. Oh and yeah, it's, it's still and, a and, thing. I know, and uh, and I hear like yeah, I taught on the flex bike. Whoa, it's like yeah, uh, I landed on the moon it. or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's the whole it's a whole nother community out there that's also really awesome and supportive. So well, it is, and good. and that's where Mama Echelon started. It right? is like yeah. like that's that's how I got to know Mama E and um yeah. and so many other wonderful people through through the flex bike community. So that was that was fun. Um, and that, yeah, that's how I got my start at Echelon. And then as Echelon grew more, they yeah. needed their current instructors to take on more classes. And mm -hmm. and I had the availability. Now, I had also taken on a, a part-time job um, at the same time I found Echelon of, um, you know, being an executive assistant for a nonprofit just four hours a day. So it's like, yeah, what's, you know, what's a couple classes here and there? Um, and it turned into teaching a lot more than I ever thought I would. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Which and we are extremely, yeah. yeah, we are extremely grateful for that. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And yep. then along, and then came, along the rower, came the right? rower and the yeah, pandemic. Which must have been really interesting for you at that time, right? Because it's like, whoa, oh, yeah. I do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I volunteer like, as yeah. tribute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm gonna say we were so excited that when it came and we, we had you there to teach us, right? That was yeah. the best. Uh, we are lucky. Best. Someone that obviously had you know had, had done it for a long time and had it right down and could and, and obviously coached people, instructed people, and made it so much easier for us that we're trying to learn it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 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 glad, and and I was super excited to know that I could. Um, I, I could definitely lead you guys because most people who buy a rower at home, not most, but a lot, have never done it before. No, and no. and it's not, you guys can both speak to the fact that it's not an intuitive 
motion. No, no. you can you and you can hurt yourself. You can, I mean, you yeah, can really yourself. you can yeah. mess your back. Well, a lot of people won't use the legs. They'll do all mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And that is a bad news. It's bad. Now, I remember because we have a we're in a, a little community gym down here and, and way before I even had an echelon bike or anything, I would go down occasionally try it. I was doing totally wrong because I said, this thing hurts my back. I'm not doing this anymore. I, I, I tried it a couple of times. I'm like, I could go for 10 minutes. I'm like, this is enough. I can't do it. And then I just didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So yeah. then when, yeah. I, when I got this one, I'm like, oh, I see. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> 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 well, the, you know, the, the, the other instructors, you know, the other instructors on the rower are fantastic they as are. well, you know, and it, it was so much fun to work with them and, um, you know, to, to row with them and, you know, to help them out as well, because some of them were new to rowing mm-hmm. as well. And, um, so it was, I was, I was happy to, you know, be there, be a colleague, but also a little bit of a resource too. Mm-hmm. Um, right, absolutely, that, yeah. And they've yeah, done a, a great job. Like Jamie and that whole team is 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 growing and getting and getting great. So it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love watching. Yeah, well, I I just love watching you know them develop as as the rowing instructors. That's really fun. Yeah, yeah. and then so now um, you've moved on to hydro. And mm-hmm. uh, you're a personal coach there. Just t- tell us a little bit about what that's like. It's a little different. Their setup and system and the process, everything they do is a little different than than like the echelon world. So just what do you do there and how does that work? Yeah. So, so yeah, the hydro is, of course, similar to the whole echelon thing um, yep. in that it is connected fitness. So, you know, we have hydro has has the rower. It looks a little different. looks a little space agey. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all come with a monitor. There's, it's not like Echelon where yeah. you have the uh, possibility of using your own tablet. So it yeah. comes mm-hmm. with its, with its own big monitor. And the different thing, the thing that sets hydro apart is that their main thing is it's live outdoor reality. So right. ev- that, that's what it was interesting. I thought, and yeah. you're, you're really involved in that part as well. And, and uh, the personal coach side as well. Correct. Um, well, I'm actually not involved in the live outdoor reality. Oh, I'm sorry. Like live, I'm like live indoor reality. Oh, but, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but their live outdoor reality is they do all of their instruction actually from the river um, yeah. in a single, sometimes doubles, but through the pandemic they didn't, but through on, on a single. So mm. they are actually recorded live out on the water, in nature, in the elements. And oh, wow. so that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really fun. And so they coined live outdoor reality because you never know what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, for example, they came to Chattanooga, right? The week I was hired, they were actually filming in Chattanooga for four weeks. And um, so I got a chance to go out on the boat that films them and um you know, was experiencing the workout that, that they were recording. And it was, it was amazing. The second time I've ever seen this in Chattanooga, but we're out there recording the athlete and we're looking out into the river and we're like, what's that? What's that in the river? And we pan in and there is a buck swimming across the river. I was going to say um, whale, but I, I was off. Yeah. Wow. No, the freshwater rails, whales. The yeah. freshwater rails. <laughs> it was, um, so a, a deer, like, like with yeah, horns and everything? Yeah, a deer with a, with a big rack of, rack of, of antlers. antlers yeah. um, it, it, it was really amazing because I'd only seen it once before on the water. Huh. Um, and it was, uh, it was when I was coaching, rowing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. And so, boom, that shows up in the video. So when you're rowing with hydro, you never know what you're going to see. You see when they're filming down in Miami, you'll see dolphins. Um, you'll oh. see the athletes hit stuff. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> you know, and, and there have been some live um, live recordings where the athletes have flipped live. Oh, wow. During, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, during funny. the live row. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, really anything can happen out there. And, um, and, yeah. and that's so, cool, so that's, cool thing, yeah. yeah, that, that is really cool. And, um, so anyway, that is what Hydro is based upon. And right. then with their, um, their other off water stuff that they do. So they do yoga, Pilates, um, strength. They do a lot of mobility work, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, um, all of that is shot on location as well. So, um, you know, they recently did a bunch of workouts in the Garden of the Gods in um, Colorado, or they'll go to Savannah and film in front of historic plantations or um, New Orleans. I mean, they go to all these amazing places. So not only are you experiencing this workout, but you you get all of the really cool stuff to look at. Yeah, um, like a travel it, show. It's like a combination. It, yeah, yeah like it, it is almost a combination. Without the plane ticket and waiting in line. Without the plane ticket and rude people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's, you know, that's hydro in a nutshell. But then what I do for hydro is, so I'm a personal coach. And as you guys have already um, talked about, rowing is something that you can do very wrong. Um, And and especially if you've never done it, it's it's hard to know if you're doing it right. Because like Mm -hmm. Sheldon said, that if you're not doing it right, you can injure yourself. But also if you're not doing it right, you're probably not going to enjoy it as much because you're like, am I doing this right? I don't know. I don't feel this maybe like I'm supposed to. And so Hydro started offering personal coaching in that um, because... Hydro really wanted their people to um, get the most out of their rowing experience and to, number one, feel more secure about what they're doing. And I mean, they've if you buy a Hydro, just like if you buy Echelon, you're investing a lot of money into yeah. what, what you're doing for your health and your body. And if you're doing it wrong then, um, you know, it could have some consequences. So, so Hydro said, you know, let's go ahead and start this program. It's new, it's innovative, and it will connect our rowers, as we call Hydronauts, it will, it will connect them to uh, a, a one-on-one coach and whatever questions they had, they can ask and um, they get direct feedback you know, one-on-one, no judgment whatsoever. Um, you know, we meet you where you are, whether you are somebody who's, you know, killing it and has really good splits um, and just wants to get, you know, like half a second off your time, or whether you're somebody who got the hydro literally like a week ago and you just want to make sure you're starting off right, or people who have 4,000 or sorry, 4 million meters under their belt showing up saying, I want to know if I've been doing this right for two years. Um, We we have the whole gamut who show up for personal coaching. And it's, it's really great because we as Hydro now can can connect one-on-one to our members and help them get the best out of their rower. And, 
you know, nine out of 10 times, well, 10 out of 10, actually, everybody's walking away with a more positive feeling about their Mm -hmm. rower and a more positive feeling about what they're doing. And they really feel like, okay, I understand this now. I can work more on my form on my own and really have a lot more fun as I play with this. And everybody walks away with the tools to um, get, have it, have a better experience and, and get a better workout. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. It's uh, no matter if you're trying something new, the frustrating part is the the mechanics of it, right? If, if, mm-hmm. if it's something that's difficult, whether it's golf or whatever it is, right? It's it's you. It's the learning and the worrying and the thinking about am I doing this right? Uh, that is the part is that's not fun. You can never get into. You, you mentioned the flow state. You can never get in that flow state until you get out of that you know, thinking about everything you're doing state. And and um, I think with something like a rower, if you're always worried about, oh, geez, am I doing this right? This doesn't mm. feel right. You'll never get to enjoy it. You'll, right. you'll, you'll you It'll just feel like a chore. You'll give up pretty quick. And um, I, and I'll be honest with you, I probably need to work on it myself. I don't use my rower as much as I as I do the bike. I mean, I use, I use the bike a lot, you know, yeah. but the rower, it's, it's something that's there. I, my wife kind of wanted it more than I did. Um, and she doesn't use it at all. I think he's, with her, it's a different, different thing. She's into other stuff. But for me, it's like, man, I liked it, but I'm like, man, I feel much more at flow when I'm on the bike. Yeah. You got to so get into your groove. I, you got to find your I think your it's groove. figuring out my mechanics a little bit better mm-hmm. and making that thing. But I, I think it's great advice to think about when someone's doing this, it's like, you know, really, really, we say it and everyone says it, you know, get your form down until yeah. it's second nature, until, yeah, it's, until it's something you don't have to think about. Yeah. And it's, and it's all about muscle memory, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if you've been doing it, um, you know, where, where you could definitely use some coaching and use some mod and get some modifications, then you have to practice and do really right. mindful practicing to change that and then change your muscle memory. I'm pretty so, sure my muscles have advanced dementia at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've done both, you've done the, you know, on the rower and then on the water. And so, um, do they relate really well? I mean, practice. If I decide I'm going to row on the water, is rowing on my rower going to help me with that? I mean, strength wise, yes. But is yeah. my form going to be different? The how I hold the handle because I usually do my light grip so I don't get the calluses and things. I don't. I don't know how is that going to translate. That is a great question. So, as far as um your your body motion, mm-hmm. you know, how your arms go out first, then your your torso follows and then bending your legs and then on the drive, you know, pressing your legs down, swinging and pulling. All of that is the same. Mm-hmm. The only thing and this is the bugger about it all is mm-hmm. you're on a very narrow tippy boat. Um, right. So you know, I'm going to follow That's over. where that's where things get a little tricky. drowning isn't there in my living room that is on the yeah. water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you're not going to fall off. If you fall off your 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 uh your rower at home, I'll be a little concerned. Yeah. Um, okay, we won't talk about it then. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 the main thing is of course the balance of of a narrow boat, but then you have you don't have just a handle, you mm-hmm. have oars. So, right. Right. and then the oars have blades at the end of this very long oar that and have to go in and out of the water. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
So that's the major difference is all of a sudden you've got these really long sticks uh, attached to what used to be your handle Mm -hmm. and, you know, clearing them off the water, putting them in at the right place, taking them out, feathering Mm. the blade, which means turning them so they're flat on top of the water or square in the water. All of that is is huge, but it's made a lot easier if you know the basic motions of your body. That's how rowing, you know, on the indoor rower really, really helps set you up. Um, but, but don't, you know, don't go out there, you know, blue eyed and think, oh, I, I know how to row on the rower. I should just hop. You tell me I should walk. I, I, I got the James this. River right there. Should I just not hop out there? I see the crew people out there. Should I just hop out with them? Yeah. yeah Megan taught me. You know what? Show up at the dock. Get some video like, of that, right? Yeah, Megan taught me. I know what I know what I'm doing. Just yeah. can I take this boat out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know Megan. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> step aside. <laughs> step aside, row boy. Yeah, That's what but I say. but back to your question, Meredith, about your you know calluses and blisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that is actually even on the indoor rower, you'll you'll get them. Um, mm-hmm. and it's. It's not necessarily because you're gripping too hard. I mean, yes, you can grip too hard, and we really want to discourage you from that. But, you know, just like out on on the rower, we want you to have a really loose grip. So we want you to hang on the handle like you hang on monkey bars, right? Mm-hmm. So so that means you don't grab and, and grasp that bar. You just kind of hook it, and that's how you hold on to it. And actually, on the water, that's what we do too is we – hook our hand around the blade and we actually do we have to turn the handle to get our our blades in and out and we do that with our fingertips Mm. so it's not like you have it and you're turning it by a grip you're turning it with your with your fingertips and along and you're rolling it inside your fingers i didn't realize that that's interesting yeah yeah yeah. i used to like you know i i grew up in the water up in up in new england and we, i used to row like this like a like a skiff or a punt out to like a lobster boat and, yeah you know we, we didn't we weren't that complicated about it it was it was a little it was a little more uh a little more not as elegant as say slap the uh, crew uh, would be it was a little slap dash that's a good good way of putting it Meredith. yeah i'm just picturing oh, it boy. so i know seriously <laughs> muscles meredith yeah and sweet sweet recovery that's what I'm talking about. Protein galore. Just one rounded scoop of ghost whey protein. 25. Ghost. Yeah, ghost. 25 <laughs> ghost loving grams. Only 120 little tiny calories. Ooh, Ooh yeah. And zero. I said 0.0 grams of added sugar. Oh. Minuscule fat. Yeah, that's right. You heard me right. Minuscule fat at one point five grams. It's only two grams of carbs. Two grams of carbs. How do they do it, Meredith? How? Ghost. Apparently, ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> magic. Black magic. I don't yes. know. <laughs> the people want to know, though. You know what? I don't care, though. Uh, I don't care how, but I do care about taste. And this one tasted like a fruity cereal with a toucan on the box. If you catch my drift. <gasps> Oh, yes, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I That's do. Right. You know what I'm talking about. You can use ghost whey protein as a shake, smoothies, and pancakes or other baked goods. Any time of day, ghost whey will deliver. But they are not delivering 
us a sponsorship with Meredith. Aww. There was no sponsorship involved, but you know, but it brings the protein goodness to the yard, or maybe it's the haunted house. I don't know, but <laughs> Ghostway Protein, non-sponsor. I want to know where's like your favorite place that you've you've rode, you know, in a boat, in a vessel, hmm. um, or <laughs> rode a bike. Or, you know, ran. I mean, what is your... Oh. Are they all different? I'm guessing. They're all different. They're yeah. all different. But my favorite place that I have ridden the bike... Ooh, there are two different places. Okay. Um, favorite places that I've ridden my bike, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, yeah. That's going to be cool. Yeah. My husband and I, uh, we like to go to Hawaii um, once a year. Of course, we didn't during COVID, but... Um, we have gone a couple times and ridden on the Big Island, uh, and you know, just done lots of bike trips, and and the same trip running, and the same trip swimming. Um, right. So we kind of have like a triathlon training week. It's it's fun. That's 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 how we vacation. Wow. <laughs> Some people think we're crazy, um, but uh, so that's my favorite. One of my favorite places to bike and. Definitely. You know what? I had an awesome swim there, like swimming out mm. on the Ironman course. Um, you, you're swimming with dolphins. I mean, you're, you're out yeah. there with your with your goggles on. You're out for a training swim. And next thing you know, you look down, there are dolphins all over the place. Oh. Um, so that, you know, it's just, a, it's incredible. Did you get um, to ride one like Aquaman? That would be awesome. Just <laughs> grab a dolphin and go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fun. Be I, awesome. but no. I think PETA frowns on that, Sheldon. Not if yeah. they're willing. <laughs> you have to get consent. You, you have to ask. Yeah, I have this consent you have form. to ask you first. Have to I mean, Mara, I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yes um, means yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then... God, what a, riding, swimming and riding. Um, another fun place to ride. So a lot of people don't know about this. Uh, when I was in college, I was studying in Germany. And um, th- this friend of mine who was studying at a different university in Germany, we decided we were going to ride across Ireland on touring uh-huh. bikes. So um, we met in Dublin and we rode across Ireland, but probably, (laughs) this is really funny, just the name (laughs) of the peninsula. The peninsula's name is Dingle. So Uh, we rode across the peninsula of Dingle and it was just fun to say. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. Dingle and the Dingle. That's what you should have called it. There you go. There There you go. go. Uh, I'm here all week. Marketing has best. (laughs) Hashtag mingle in the dingle. (laughs) Anyway, so we, uh, yeah, we we rode across Ireland and that was an incredible experience and just beautiful riding along the coast of of Ireland. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you've been to cool spots. Now, since we're on the topic of fun, we always had fun in your classes. We, mm-hmm. we did some pretty cool, fun things. What was one of the most fun classes that you remember? You know, I think, and I think this class is still on, is still in the library. Okay. Um, it is the cowbell class. It might even oh, be called more yes. cowbell. The infamous but, cowbell uh, class. The infamous cowbell class. Um that one was so much fun. I'll never forget, like, trying to track down a cowbell. Um, mm. You know, and and two of our riders, I think it was uh, Cosmo and Jules, 
Cosmo and Jules actually had cowbells, and they I did. think they I think they pulled out their cowbells and and cowbelled with. Yeah, me. I, I remember Cosmo had one for sure. I mean, she yeah. definitely had one out there. She lives in like a, uh, she has like animals. Like, uh, is it llama? Not llamas or she, sheep? She or has something a llama like and sheep. Oh, alpaca. Yeah, yeah. alpacas. She's got her party yeah. Remember? <laughs> but party uh, yeah, she had the cowbell going. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that one was a lot of fun. I just did all basically seventies, seventies uh, tunes with a lot of cowbell. Nice. Um, and and people weren't expecting it. They just thought it was like a cowbell ride with with like cowbell music. And you know, towards the middle of the class, I whipped out my cowbell and and. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a euphemism. She had an actual cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't say I went to town on my cowbell. Went to town on my cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> and the people in the back are screaming, more cowbell, more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that was a fun one. And then yeah. this, like, there are a couple others that um, that I don't even, I think one of them was on for a little bit. But I, mm-hmm. in the earlier days, we had a little more liberty to be a little more goofy mm-hmm. um, and and uh, and just, just be goofier. Um, so there was, there was one where, oh, it was M&M versus Hmm. M&Ms. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And so literally it was an M&M playlist. Um, and then I had a little table with all different flavors of M&Ms. So I you know, listen to the Eminem, we were writing to the Eminem's tunes and I was comparing what he was saying in the song to the specific kind of Eminem. So, you know, if it was a, a, a pretzel Eminem or a peanut Eminem or, you know, plain or whatever. And so, you know, eat some Eminem's on stage and, and talk about the Eminem song. And at the at the end of the ride, I went full on Cookie Monster, like handfuls of M and M's, the rowing M and M's. I have to look for that. I don't think no, no it's might gone. Be on there. It's it's gone. It's gonna be because of music <laughs> licensing or something, right? I think it was. I think it yeah. was that, but also the use of the brand name M and M's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Other chocolate covered candies are. I'll available. have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to bleep this out of all the podcasts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, and and so the the title would be M and M versus candy coated chocolate pieces. It, it just yeah. there's not a. Can, right. can you use like the can, what, what's the Canadian or British or the Smarties? Smarties. Is that what they the are? Smarties. <laughs> Smarties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a wah wah. I don't know. This Eminem versus Smarties. Yes. Smarties. Yeah, <laughs> but but that one was fun, and um, I did a whole class in uh, a British accent when when I started oh. doing the the Brit ride. Yes, I yes. did one where I it that. was. It was a British accent, um, and I was my goodness, I was not, you know, not making fun of British oh, accents, no. but just it's, we love a British fun accent, of myself, right? Yes, like yes. just, just having fun, being goofy. Um, that one was fun, and of course, in my farewell ride, oh yeah, I wow. I popped a bottle of champagne. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was fun. It, that was it, fun. At the end of class, it was bittersweet, but it was fun. It was bittersweet, but you know, I had to, I had to pop the champagne because it truly was, and I mean, it was so bittersweet, but it was also a celebration of the two wonderful years that I had had at at Echelon. So you you really um, did, and and you know, it was 
you know, every every era goes through phases, right? And that was yeah. the that was the Megan era, and it was yeah. great. It was, and we loved it, and it was fantastic. And we love that. And we now still you're doing to, things you love, yeah. And we, we and, and, and we just cry and miss you every week. That's it. That's yeah. all, you know. That's all. Oh no. Well, now now I ride with you guys. <laughs> you right. do. That's you're right. That's EMR. Right. So it, it's yeah, great that you sure. you can be part of our our part of our pod of of oh, people. It's it. fantastic. Well, um, and you coach people that we love dearly yes. you know you're, absolutely you're very that was involved. the next topic okay i'm that sorry i'm stepping on no step toes. on in meredith <laughs> give her the questions what 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 you got fire fire at will so it obviously will. you firing? are a natural at coaching i think that came through yes. on the bike because you coached us through the rides basically you know instructing and and uh, making people better seems to be one of your strong suits. So that's what I like um, to do. Yeah. So you do that also. Um, how is that? I don't want to say which do you prefer, but how is that different? What do you kind of get from that that you don't get from obviously doing it on a screen? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, coaching, coaching on a screen like like Echelon is is you're coaching to a whole group and you're mm-hmm. speaking to a whole group and you're speaking in very general senses. Um, but when you're working one on one with an athlete who has a goal um, and you you tailor their experience and it's really a development, it's not a, you know, show up for 30 minutes and give it your all. It's a train for however many months, six months, three months for a specific event. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's different in that way, but it's so highly individualized and, and personalized to not only what the goal of the race is, whether it's a triathlon, whether it's an off-road or a road triathlon or a duathlon or even a rowing race Um whatever I'm, I'm training the athlete for, it is a specific distance. It's a specific effort level or a time or, um, you know, that, and then you have the individual person. Okay. So how does their life, what kind of job do they have? Do they work nights? Mm -hmm. Are they on their feet? Um, Mm -hmm. do they, um, do where, what's their fitness base starting out? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really a very um, a very close relationship that you develop because you're you know you're talking about your life habits and you're talking about what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and that's where having a coach, you know, working with with someone like me, I can tailor um, everything to what works for them in their schedule that week or that yes. month or so- that year. It sounds like you have a, have a very distinct process you use that with whoever it is, you know, what their all their circumstances, what they're going for. Um, what about uh, their style? Uh, because there are some people that are very different in what the way they approach training. And you probably have a way you approach training for Megan, right? When mm-hmm. you go to train, you have your style. How do you adjust your coaching style to someone's training and learning style yeah that's that that that's a great question so you know i've had very different athletes um you know i have uh, an athlete who really doesn't um care about what time it takes them to finish a race it's doing that big hairy scary thing and finishing it 
and feeling good and being prepared for it and um, doing it to the best of their ability. I've had like another athlete recently who um, we were using the rower as cross training, but that athlete's goal was to come back on his bike. He's in his late sixties, come back on his bike. Um, He had just gone through chemo, finished chemo about six months before we started and said, I want to be on the road this summer, right back hanging with my, with my riding buddies. Mm. And so, and, but he was all about the Watts and he was all about um, performance. It was a performance. Performance. He had performance goals, but I couldn't treat him like I treat any old Joe who walks up with performance goals because he had gone through chemotherapy and was coming back from a state of not only lost fitness, lost muscle mass, um, and body regeneration. So, um, that was, that was a very different thing that, that I had to do with that client versus my other client who wasn't necessarily out for performance goals, but was out for goals of, you know, completing a really long, grueling race. Yeah. So um, just having yeah. the confidence to go out and do it and feeling like, hey, I want to go into a race and feel good that I can finish it and finish it how I want to finish it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Very exactly. different, very, very different approach as opposed to someone chasing a podium for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, as a coach, there's, there's always this interview process too, right? Like I was just, that was my question. It's like, how do you know it's a fit for you as a coach as well, as much as it is for, for them as a, as a, as an athlete? Well, exactly. And and you have to understand that when you, me as a, as a coach, when I take on a client, I have to figure out, okay, is this person going to buy into the program? Mm -hmm. Um, is this person going to do the majority of the training that I lay out for them? Is this person really serious? What are their motivations? Because if you're if you're signing up for let's say a half Ironman just to knock it off your list, I mean a lot of people do like their bucket list do do something big, a big race, a big triathlon mm-hmm. or something, a marathon. Um, but you have to actually want to do it and right. not because the training part of it is not always fun. Um, yeah. It's and a commitment. you have to. You mean I can't just jump in? Oh, gosh, what's? Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> you I mean there's work of... involved, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. So you you gotta have to want to do the training, um, and you have to have a certain attitude about it. Yeah. Um, now, if because if there's and and you have to trust your coach that that they're going to give you the kind of workouts that will help you complete the race to your goals um, i think that's hard for a lot of people i think yeah i think it is i think a lot of people feel that they know more than they know and that you know they they can't see sometimes see the the end game the force with the tree type thing right where it's like why do i have it's like it's like the whole mr miyagi thing like i was painting the fence help me do karate well guess why it, it, it all works in and the coach knows this even if the athlete doesn't yeah, yeah. and megan gets yeah. her fence painted for free exactly <laughs> Me- megan built a vacation house with a with the with the athlete Iron labor i'm pretty sure right? <laughs> <laughs> see if you can build this wall you <laughs> show me why are the house wait what <laughs> uh, 
Oh goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's part of it. And, but just also if you get along like personality wise, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, that's a big part of it. Totally. Totally. It, it, some coaches have different methods that are, yeah. are very different. Right. Well, and, and I'm just thinking you. you've, you've worked with, we know coached high school girls and now you're saying, you know, 60-year-old men and everyone in between, um, that's a different approach with each person. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's- it, it, it is a different approach. There are, there are people I um, also kind of, not, not so much, but I, I do kind of work in some of my life coaching skills mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. some of my coaching as well because coaching is a very mental thing. Um, and, and being uh, not coaching, I mean, training, training for a race and how you enter the actual event mindset wise, how you enter your training, how you talk to yourself through your training. That's a big part of it. And people, people don't realize it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a part of it too. So, but you don't talk to a high school girl the way you talk to you know, uh, a guy in his upper 60s or a woman in her late 30s or, you know, whoever you're working with. Um, and, right. uh, you know, you're working at people, well, you're working with people at very different parts in their lives as well. You're working mm-hmm. with new moms. You're mm-hmm. working with people who, quote unquote, used to be an athlete mm-hmm. who are now re-entering the world of of you know, triathlon or running or rowing or whatever. And there's, there's a lot going on inside, um, you know, their minds or, or you're working with somebody who has lost 60 pounds and they're going through their first iteration of feeling like they can accomplish something athletically but so hesitant to call themselves an athlete because that's not right. who they ever thought they were or could be. Um, yeah, we have so that in this community too. I mean, the instructors oh, sure. have started sure. saying, you guys are athletes, by the way. And Absolutely. the first time I heard one say that, I was like, oh, uh, well, I guess I am. I didn't, I just thought I was exercising. I didn't uh, realize that maybe I could call myself an athlete. So yeah, it's important yeah, you, you, to give you someone permission to. to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to be doing an organized sport. You don't have to wear a medal around your neck. You don't have to have training plans, but you got to be willing to show up mm-hmm. and you got to have a commitment to yourself and make it a regular thing and have goals. Those mm-hmm. are what makes an athlete, um, you know, through, through the process of doing a sport, having goals, showing up, being serious about it, making a commitment, that makes you an athlete. Yeah. I want to ask, I want to ask a question and, and around just like triathlons. Everyone hears triathlons, and I think this, it's, it's such a, for some people, it's such a way far out thing in their mind to be able to do one of these things. If someone said, what's a, what's a good starter distance for, an athlon, uh, for a triathlon, like a sprint triathlon or something like that? Yes. If someone wanted to do a sprint triathlon, and let's say they've been doing something like the echelon bike or something like that, and so they're getting themselves in a little bit of shape, and they have that kind of goal, but it's, it's still a big, hairy, audacious goal for them, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What would you, what would they need to commit to 
I would say comfortably complete that goal. From a time, um, I think time is also a big thing that pops in people's heads. So from a time commitment perspective, how much a week does someone have to commit to, to reasonably achieve that goal, would you think? Of a sprint triathlon. Um, and what is, a, what is a sprint? Yeah, just so yeah, people yeah. Know. Well, yeah. the distances of a sprint are not set. Like, you know, right. a, 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 an Olympic triathlon is set. A sprint distance mm-hmm. is not always. So you could do anything. A sprint triathlon can be anything from a 200-meter swim up okay. to like an 800-meter swim. Okay. Um, which which is a half a mile. Half okay. a mile. Half so, a mile. So let's mm-hmm. say it's eight half a mile. Yeah, and, and, then, and that would be the longer end of a sprint. Would be that okay. half mile swim, and then anywhere from like a six to a fifteen mile bike ride. Okay. And then the run is usually five uh, k, so usually okay. three point one miles. Okay, so, so three, three good athletic events there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Three three good athletic events. Athletic events that on their own aren't mm-hmm. individually going to wipe you out, right? right. But stack them together (laughs) and you know that's where the challenge comes in Mm -hmm. um and so time wise i mean you think you're training for three different events you're training Mm -hmm. for a swim which is highly technical right um and then order to number one swim well number two not freak out Mm -hmm. um in in the open water with a whole bunch of other people all around you um that's really scary so you have to you have to take, if you're going to transition from being an echelon rider to becoming a triathlete, what you have to do is maybe take the time that you've been using and optimize that to mm-hmm. all three different sports, or just add a little bit more time on the weekend to doing what we call brick workouts, which mm-hmm. are you get on your bike, you ride for a bit, and then you get off and you go for a little run afterwards. Okay. Or, you know, having, having longer bike training but it, like if you're used to riding your indoor bike every day then start switching it up start swimming twice a week start running twice a week and you bike twice a week um and so you really just have to divide up your time and give your weakness more time right Got because mm-hmm. and most people when they enter the sport of triathlon their weakness is swimming yeah um yeah, yeah. You know, either you've swum as a kid, but you've never done it competitively. Some people learn how to swim, like yeah, as an adult, and then jump right into triathlon. That is incredible. That's a whole other mental aspect, and you know, learning a skill that do I really need this in a landlocked state? You know, well, but if I want to achieve this goal, I'm going to have to be able to not drown. So. Definitely. It's important. Yeah. Definitely. But and, and for a yeah. lot of people, it's overcoming a fear, yes. right? Like, yeah. why haven't you swum right. your whole life? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So, but that was a really good question, Sheldon, um, because I know that there are a lot of echelon riders who are starting to dabble. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of our friends are jumping into it. And it's yeah. like, uh, for sure. Yeah. I think so uh, Sheldon yourself. just. Oh, got us, uh, nope. got us a free um, coaching plan there, didn't you? That exactly. Was, that was mm. kind of tricky. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I've written this down and then publishing this my own. <laughs> okay, go uh-huh. ahead. Sorry. All right. So anyways, um, I want to give us some time back here um, mm. and give the rest of your day. Uh, so you are ha- doing something in August, correct? In, in the rowing world, is that correct? Oh, it- yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, August is um, Masters Nationals for rowing. Yep. Um, 
So that is going to be right up the road in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. That's towards the end of August. And we're going to go back and try to defend our title. We, I know. Uh, That's going to be fun. Um, 2019 uh, gold medalists in uh, the women's quad. So we will go back and try to defend our title there. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yep. So. And um, in, in terms of the things you have going, other things you have going in your world, you do a podcast yourself, right? The Dynamic on the Daily. You yes. and Miss Jamer Oliver, who we're talking to in about eight minutes, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> yeah. we, we got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> yeah, I knew well. No, it's all good. It'd be funny if you both came out at the same time. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Surprise guest, just... Jamer Oliver. We should just yeah. let it roll over. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, uh, my gosh. It would be fun. We... Oh, <laughs> we'll catch up for a couple of minutes. We'll see what happens. But it's a great uh, podcast. And... You guys were doing a podcast, and it's a yeah. really great one. Yeah, a lot of fantastic advice comes out of it. I, I, I love it when it comes out, and I get to listen to it. Um. Your your uh, Instagram. Uh, uh, go ahead. I, I, I think I wrote it down correctly. Megan Hanwald. Uh, Megan Hanwald Fitness. Yeah, yeah. Megan Hanwald underscore underscore fitness, fitness is correct. my Instagram. Love followers. I'm actually about to start a um, a little Instagram like weekly thing about the mental aspect of training and working out. Oh, so awesome. it, oh, it cool. will be, yeah, it will be a well, little Make sure bit to follow of, that then, guys. That'd be great to hear. Yeah, actually, yeah. And a lot of things that, that Jamie and I touch on in our podcast, uh, Dynamic on the Daily, is, uh, you know, how you handle your sports you're working out mentally, mm. um, whether it's competition or just getting on that bike. Um, or on your rower or what have it. So um, yeah, that's that's going to be coming up soon. So look for that on my Instagram. Yep. And, and we web page. Web page, just plain old meganhanwald.com. Yeah, and I'll spell M-E-G-A-N-H-A-N-E-W-A-L-D, just for those that want to spell it out. And It's not the yeah. M-E-G-H-A-N or... No, M-E-A-G-H-E-A-N. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Plain Me and simple people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not that we want to we, we don't want to put off the other megans in our audience all megans no. are welcome on the That's super right. and not too serious bite that goes into our podcast uh, <laughs> just to be <make> clear <laughs> we are we are equal opportunity meganists um oh, and so, <laughs> yeah, we always like to do one fun thing uh yes. and that's our three questions three questions Ooh, yeah, three questions quiz time Exactly. They're all in German. Sound effects. Where are my sound effects? Yeah, they're all in German. None of oh, them are in super German. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to answer them in German. That's kind of the rule. Yeah. Uh, okay, no. cool. Let's uh, do that. So we get you choose one, two, or three. And I pull open the envelope that has the question in it. I'm gonna go with number two. Number Ooh. two. <laughs> <laughs> twelve year old Sheldon just came out. Twelve year old Sheldon. Well, twelve year old. I love it when people it. pick number two. <laughs> Uh, okay, oh, it's a long one. No, not that long. Um, okay, if, okay. <laughs> let's two? see how this goes. If you could swallow a pill that would stop anything of your choice from ever happening to you again, anything except keep you from getting sick, what would the pill permanently end? That's already happened to me? Yeah, that's what it, it, it said. It, it would yeah. stop any of your choice. Ever happening to you. It says from, from ever happening to you again. So we'll say it had to happen again. Okay. That's kind of deep. That's a weird long question. Yeah. <laughs> After, yeah. I didn't write it. It's from the little card pack. <laughs> wow. Um, 
Gosh, they, they I feel so like I feel like I need a cigar and a and a scotch right now. Gosh. Yeah, because you got to mm. ponder it. Deep thoughts yeah. with Megan Hanley. Give me something simple, like I don't know. I know, but but um, it's, it's, explosive so diarrhea. Explosive diarrhea. I'm just presuming Great you had answer, it before. Meredith. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, whew. yeah, that doesn't feel good either. Um, Flat tire on the race course. Ooh. No, Ooh, knock on wood. I'm not. Oh, oh damn it! I've done it now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jinx, not, buy not me. I'm going to cut that, that out of the podcast. <laughs> um. Ah, that's really hard. You know, I'm gonna. Say, <laughs> I'm gonna say whatever it was I had when I was. Um, by the way, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Whatever it was I had in there, like whether it was Giardia or um, something horrible, some sort of stomach bug that Cipro killed. Yes, I would that. take a pill. Take the well, pill. I did take a pill, which. Yeah. Cut it out from then, but never happening to me again. Oh no, hangover right there. Hangover. Hangover. Oh, that's you a good can one. Drink there like, it is. See? That's the best. I knew answer the answer ever. was there. I, I knew yeah, the obvious just, answer was there. That was the obvious yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you kind of had to go with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if we're we're. I don't see Jame is not here yet, so I guess we'll have to just end it without her. Um, oh. Megan, it's always so lovely to see you. And oh, it's, well, uh, you. I, I'm so glad we got to have have you on the show finally. Uh, yeah, and, well, uh, I, uh, I I love talking to you guys, and thank yeah. you so much for inviting me on as a guest. I am really honored, and I am really humbled just to to be here and be with you guys who have such a great podcast, and to really still be considered to be part of the Echelon community, even though I've moved on to Hydro. I still love being part of the Echelon community as a rider now. Yeah. So, um, absolutely, your you know, family, thank you guys, your yeah. family, yeah, I really yours do will feel be. like family, right. yeah. especially with you guys. So, thank you so much. I, I no. appreciate it, and and still love riding with you and, yeah. and following all of you guys. And we'll have you on again, I'm sure. Yeah, as, and, yeah. As you've been you've been great to talk to, and yeah. we want to thank, thank you all you. for joining us for the super excellent, not too serious bike that goes nowhere podcast. Welcome back to the Super X and Not Too Serious Bite That Goes Nowhere podcast. I took it up this time, Eric. I didn't you did. A little falsetto there. I like it. A little, little Bee Gees. <laughs> welcome to my podcast. It's a good. Welcome <laughs> to my podcast. I'm here with it. Ah. Oh, Lord. Next yeah. thing you know, Bob Dylan will be joining us again. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, how about that, Megan Hanwell, man? <laughs> Megan is the best. I know. I'm an American. I'm overly enthusiastic. I'm a woohoo girl, but I love Megan. Like I seriously. You I cannot say enough good things about her. Um I just did a row today. She's the reason I got the rower. Never even yeah. thought I'd care about rowing. Um but she made it sound fun and she actually gave me a little personal direction and corrected my form and and helped mm -hmm. me out and and told me to not be competitive on it. And right. really, you know, taught me how to enjoy it and use it. And so, yeah, yeah. I, the, I thank the, her for I, that. I agree 100%. I mean, she was one, also one of my first, like, one of the major instructors I rode with. Like, yeah. you know, between her, Brian and Amy and Jamin, 
and uh, I think maybe Amber and, and, and Janet were, were kind of like my first and Rachel, mm-hmm. Kevin and Rachel, right? Yeah. And like th- those were my, that was my original pack when I first started, like those were my teachers and, and, uh, and then, you know, Megan got the, you, you know, taught us on the roar. Same thing. I, mean, I got yeah. the roar because, because of Megan and uh, you know, it was just great to just a great coach and teacher uh, for that kind of thing. And amazing, just amazing. And it also blows my mind. She was cut from the rowing team in high school. I know. I love stories like that, though, because that's the kind of things I teach my kids or, you know, when I need to give someone a pep talk or something, you know, I always, you know, say, hey, successful people don't make it the first time all the time. Right. The, the thing that is different about them is they don't let that failure keep them down or make them give up. And define them, correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. It's like you know when you when we listen to her story, the more I start thinking about it, it's like redefining yourself is mm-hmm. is an ongoing process throughout your entire life. Yeah, and you know, like you know, her siblings were the athletes, right? Right? Yeah, her siblings were. Yeah, she was. She was the one that was going to go do something else, whatever that was. Right. But you know, that was that was her story at at that time of her life, and then. You know, she said, I'm changing my story. I actually like this. Yeah. And guess what? I'm pretty good at it. Maybe she's got the I gold can medals. be the athlete. Yeah. yeah. She, That's she's got it. the gold medals. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we each have our own stories within our families. I'm the short one. That's one I really can't redefine um, unless I, you know, get some stilts or something. I'm always going to be the mm. short one in my family. But um, we can you make know. changes, Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> We could rebuild. Remember the Bionic Man, Bionic oh, Woman. Remember this, this? We could, we could put, we could put like these giant, like tall legs on you, Meredith. You could be like six eight with like five foot long legs. I've just decided to make up for it in a big personality. So exactly, yeah, exactly. You bring, bring, bring that heat, Meredith. Yeah. Bring it. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and just the whole story of discovering one of the most fun things that we do on the bike is, is the communicating. Yeah. You know, like figure that out. It really flipped the community around in terms of the engagement. Yeah. And, it bonded uh, a lot of us and I it, used it today it to say hi to somebody on the rower. And yeah. uh, she was like, thank you for saying hi. She messaged me later and she's like, I, I changed mine, but I couldn't get it to go like during, cause when you're rowing, it's a little harder to message. You got your, you got your hands. Yeah, full. yeah, yeah. That's right. You, you really can't do it while you're on the board. There's that. Um, I did it before. Unless class. you take a break, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I wonder if they had like a voice command, like send a message oh, to. That would be you know? great. I'd probably yeah. send it to the wrong person. I'm... Well, no, I mean, just like just to change your comment. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that was actually a question I have for you. Like, what would you love to see? Um, to increase communication and engagement in the echelon community. Cause I think we have, you know, they've done some great things. Like they've given us the high fives and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they have the, the Facebook pages and stuff like that. And, um, but I think we could do more and I'd love to hear what you would love to have if you had options. One of my biggest things, and I know we've, we've mentioned it before is I want to be able to click on that person and make them a friend or send a request. Right. I mean, they, they do right. get to deny me if they want. Um, I also would love if that somehow led to their Facebook profile or, mm. or something just because if they opted I guess, in, yeah, if they, if they opted, they opted in, in. absolutely. Right. If they opted in and I don't know, I think 
I feel like there's a lot of people out there that I see on rides that maybe aren't part of the Facebook community at all. So you're right. I think you're hundred percent right. Yeah. I don't know if there would be a way to maybe even just send them a, a an email um, without seeing their email, you know, it would just like right. send it to them. This person's requested to be your friend and, you know, yeah. I don't know, something to, yeah, to I let them know. I, I, I think that would be neat. I think uh, 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 opening up some doors, you know, behind the iron curtain of you, you can't see what they're right. Personal, I don't want anyone's personal information. information. Exactly. Without, but yeah. if you're interested, like, you know, I, I was riding with some people today, like, you know, I high fived them and stuff, but I don't, I won't, I'm terrible remembering names for one. And it doesn't really save that list of people. Right. Right. Yeah. So you can't go hunt them down. Um, you know, it would be great to have that so we could actually tap them and say, you know, add friend or add to list, maybe a right. list and then you add, you can send them a friend request from the list. Right. Something yeah. like that. I mean, it's funny. I use link, uh, LinkedIn. It's called Sales Navigator. It's something I do for work. And it's like, I can just go and, and search profiles and, and add them to a list and then I can, then decide what to do with them. So right. I think that would be, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, you'd be need to be able to utilize the camera. You know, yes. if, you, if you could create a friend group, that would example. be fun. I think that would be fun. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, we, we miss Rachel. And so um, yes, we had a little much. zoom and a yeah. bunch of us got to, you know, say hi to Rachel and tell her how much we love her. And, you know, it'd be kind of fun if you could do something like that while you're writing. If you could just have yeah. a little little Zoom with your own little people that obviously opted in. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be great for especially like on-demand rides. You yeah. know, you'd schedule oh, yeah. an on-demand ride together and just kind of all go at the same time. Because I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know the, te the technology is always the holdup for this stuff, right? And, and, and National Line's doing a great job. They've got a new technology center down in Orlando that's yeah. been working on stuff. But we can always dream, right? We can, I, we can, I tell you what, though. Wishes. As soon as you see me riding on video, you're going to be like, can, can you – can you turn your camera off, Meredith? Because <laughs> I am just like a sweaty, I think that would certainly mess. have to be an option. Like I want to, I want to just tap buttons and not see people. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you could have like your professional picture there, you know, like you do on a Zoom when you don't put your right. camera on, right? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, I think you're probably right. Some, some, sometimes I, you know, I usually wear like a, a tank top, but sometimes I just don't. I just hop on the bike with my bike shorts. Sometimes I, I take my shirt off, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, like I say, I'll ride, ride. ride with no shirt at all on sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, eh, nobody wants to look at this. I mean, it's like, oh, it's like just, just let's put that away, Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, it's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. Maybe on a leisurely low-impact ride. Um, we'll see. So yeah. I uh, read some news that I thought was really interesting that I think oh, our listeners me, would be really interested news, in. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Remember her? Yeah. Yeah. No, of course so, I remember her. Like my childhood <laughs> crush. Oh, um, Jennifer. Well, I mean, I, I wanted to be her. Um, me too. She, oh, wait, no, she sorry, gave some great tips for when she's stressed. This is what she yes. does. Okay, she let's hear it. one potato chip or one M&M. Mm. Like bag? No. No. One just single one. potato Is chip. Is it one giant fist-sized M&M? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. And I'm maybe, like <laughs> maybe that's how she gets around it. Maybe she has a special in to get fist-sized M&Ms made. <laughs> like they make those huge Hershey kisses yeah, that are yeah, like, exactly. yeah. She gets like this giant, giant M&M. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think so. And I thought, man, talk about... 
losing the plot or uh, just being so far away from the people. <laughs> the general I don't need people. this kind of negativity in my life, Meredith. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, I just want to know. Maybe other people do that. I I wish I could do it. It's a superpower. I, I think. I I just would rather not have any at all. I mean, that would stress I mean, me out more if I'm already no, stressed like, and I'm like, I could have one potato chip, one M M&M. and M. God, one I hope M&M. I don't live in it. Yeah, that's a that's a life of deprivation. I don't want to live. I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to have M and M's, I'm going to have some M and M's. I'm not going to eat a, a giant family sized bag most of the time. But I mean, <laughs> no judgment, that? no judgment. <laughs> but I mean, it's like you know, I'm going to have a few M and M's and make it a treat. And not you know, one M and M is like, why bother? That's just like yeah, there's, there's moderation, like, like, and then there's just like torturing yourself. I don't, right. uh, you know, and to each their own. I'm really just, I just thought, oh my gosh, that would I never be me. Yes, yeah. If it that's works like for her, the, great. That's like when you play the song on iTunes and they give you like, you know, 30 seconds of it. Yeah. And you're like, ugh, uh, it didn't even get to the chorus. Right. Like why, why, you know, why even bother? It's yeah. just, I'm with you, Mary. I'm, this is that's a hard hitting news that I thought our community needed to know about. What no, do you of got? Course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, and that reminds me of uh, Megan's gold medals, you know, and all that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Let's ooh. talk about fun stuff. Yeah, a chocolate I mean, gold medal. The cho- ooh, 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 it's, it's like uh, our friend, uh, our friend uh, Allison and Norm's uh, the, the cookie cast there. It's yeah, like cookies after the race. That's, everyone does it for that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and something else that Megan said that made me kind of laugh was the drunk octopus arms. And it, oh yeah, you know, that was a vi- that was a visual that <laughs> I just couldn't get out of my head because yeah. it's like you know I can just see it. And it's like. Like your arms just flopping around, <laughs> like it's like your drunk octopus. I'm like that's a perfect description for what I would call my arms after someone. Yeah, I sure. like that the um, hydro uh, people community, whatever, call mm-hmm. themselves yeah. hydronauts. I'm like, I want to be a hydronaut. That's kind of cool. Hydronaut. Yeah, hydronaut. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I, forgot, I'm not. I forgot that. Yeah, we don't really have a echelonites, echelonians, Echelon, echelonians. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Echelon Vista, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Echelon Vista, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's a a good question. What 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 does Echelon want us to... That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Should Echelon be the one to say what we should should be called, Mm -hmm. right? Do they get to make that dictate? Or should it be organically built in the community? But the problem is it turns into like, you know, Bodie McBoatface or something. You know exactly what I mean? Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if we let the people vote on it, they'll pick the dumbest thing you could possibly think of just because they like to laugh. Like yeah. I would. Yeah. I same. A, same, yeah, same. Exactly. So I think maybe we look have at to our leaderboard names. Little, I mean, can we be trusted? Exactly. Yeah. No, we can't. <laughs> we can't, Meredith. I think we have to kind of uh, lock in some kind of structure. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe. I don't know. I'd be interested to see what people would say. Hey, if you're interested, you know, folks, um, give us a little shout out on the uh, either Instagram, or, you know, at the bike that goes nowhere. You can find us on Facebook, bike that goes nowhere. Send us an email, bike that goes nowhere at gmail.com. You can do that. Yeah. And we'd love to hear what would you call the echelonian or well, the echelon 
pack of people. I just subliminally gave my choice. You no, did. Uh, I did. Well, what would you call the Echelon member group if you could name us something? So send us a little note on that. I'm curious. And also, do we have some kind of giveaway we're doing? We'll talk we about that do. For we do. Um, so we had our 5,000 downloads. So we're really yeah. proud about that. And so yeah. I said, let's do some merch. But, you know, I, I like the merch, but also we love our snacks, right? Yeah. I believe yeah. it's called Mesh. Mesh. <laughs> that's the okay. french pronunciation Mayosh. oh okay okay <laughs> sheldon just went french on the community i did okay I did. hey we have french writers we do Show this year we're international meredith yes i i forget yeah international we have, we have superstars yeah so um just like the facebook page that it's really that simple go to our facebook yeah. page bike that goes nowhere and like it if you already like it you're entered um yep. if you follow us on twitter um and if you um share it i will give you an extra you know if you share the facebook page i will give you an extra entry so nice what about the, uh, the instagram the gram as they call it yeah think of that or no yeah yeah if you like us on instagram um i'll give you an extra entry as well yeah. so Look if you already you. like us both places you're grandfathered in you know grandfather my grandfather doesn't ride no <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I'll, I I'm excited. You, you, you Meredith is our, is our. I call her our, our, our merchandising and uh, uh, department. And basically, she's got a great little little pack of stuff. And you, you yeah. don't want to miss it, kids. It's a great thing. Yeah, we got a T-shirt, a water bottle, magnet, button, stickers. But then we got and grab the gold bars snacks. and verb and liquid IV. And I think I put some fizz in there. Some kind of those puffs too. Oh, those like uh, yeah, yeah, sweet puffs. potato puff yeah. spudsies and oh, a spudsies. lot of non-sponsors and all the wine gums. Yeah, wine what? gums. Wine oh, gums. Wine gums. Yeah. Drink no beet juice. We're good. Nope. No skip, beet juice. Skip the beet juice. Skip the beet juice. <laughs> no beet juice or beet juice. <laughs> oh gosh. I tell you, I tell you, Meredith. But uh, also, Sheldon, you're not eligible to win, just so you know. Oh, well, don't take all the fun out of it. <laughs> and take neither all am the I. Fun of it. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair then. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to vote for you. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, go, oh, so, that, so, yeah, do all those fun things. Follow all the Instas. Mm-hmm. Send us messages. Do fun things. Engage with us. We get lonely, Meredith and I. We Let's do. Let's consider and look at each other for hours on the end. <laughs> Frankly, I'm. Are you over it already? I'm so over it. (laughs) So over it. Uh, But you know what? I'm not over. What's that? Megan's energy. Uh, I wanted to. That's. I want to get back to that real quick. The last thing I had to talk about with with Megan's interview is that made me get thinking. It's like the impact of an energetic influence. Um, you, you know. Something about, you know, a lot of the instructors this way, but Megan particularly, like the, when she did like the Enduro rides, like just mm-hmm. had this energy about her that just made you, it just made time go by, you know? And, and I think it, it, she exuded that with us. And, and in, in the interview, like I looked down and I'm looking at the watch. Oh, geez, we're an hour into this thing. It felt like, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah. And so. I could talk that, to her all um, day. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and I think. That that's good. She's also, that's what makes her a good coach, I think, and a good instructor Mm. is that you want to please her. Like she's so full of of feel good energy that you want to soak that up. And so you Mm -hmm. want to do well. You want to listen. 
to her. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Like the people like that have that that influence to lift energy around mm-hmm. them, and you know, it's always the the concept of, um, you you know, you take in what you put out, right? Right. And, you know, she definitely does that, and so it was just you know, I think that's uh, we all need to look for those positive energetic influences in our life to to help move us in that direction because it will rub off. It's you know, it's it's uh you know, you know, I don't know how to, description of it that's not a ridiculous but i mean it's like things rub off on you and yeah you, you can you build from it and you, and you become better because of it so look for those energetic influences meredith in your life you should do that yeah I, and i you recommend know, this of you <laughs> thank you for that advice yes you're welcome. Um, thank you i'm here all day and she you know she still goes in the studio and rides and supports people and she is definitely still a part of this community so those who miss her i mean she's she's still on the bike she's still there she she's you know still there to encourage people still doing it still doing yeah. it yeah so let's talk news meredith you already gave us a little bit of news a little jennifer aniston uh eating the one m&m and one chip kind of thing which totally threw me <laughs> sorry <laughs> God almighty. you're like very distraught now you're like i'm very, I'm very distraught by this yeah <laughs> i tell you i don't know but uh, let's talk about I, I always like to give a little competitor in mm-hmm. intel little competitor news stuff like they that too yeah, they're all up to all kinds of things. Um, let's see. Uh, our brand P, let's talk about them a little bit. Then a couple of things happened. They actually, this is something I, that I really found interesting. Now, again, they're huge, right? They're big. Um, and a couple of things popped up recently that, you know, they're doing. They're, they're opening, like, a lot of domestic operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they're actually going to be building bikes in the U.S. So they're opening a huge center in Ohio. Uh, that is going to be, they bought this company called Precore. If you've been to a hotel gym, you've probably been on a Precore, right? I think that was a, what they were, uh, the, the brand they bought. And I think they utilize their operations as well as uh, continue to build on that. And it's like oh, we're building okay. bikes domestically, I think. You know, I don't think all the news is out on that, but it's, it, they broke ground on it. And I think it's, it's launching and ready to kind of rock and roll. So I thought that was neat. They're also opening a big call center in Arizona. Oh, which okay. you know, I think customer service is always kind of an th- yeah. important thing, and and it's it's interesting to watch them actually uh, focus on that in, in the domestic sense, right? You know, here in the right. U.S., which you know you don't often see a lot of that. A lot of times you see it going offshore more than anything, and so uh, interesting to, to see that they're doing it that way. It and seems to else, be one of the yeah. last places companies invest when it really should yeah. be the first. But yes, it, so that is you. interesting. It is. I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a it's a numbers game sometimes, and yeah. uh, but I think it's it's um you know seeing more of that being done in the U.S. Um, again, look at all the problems we've had because of supply chain, right? Right, and I think mm-hmm. people start to say, ah, maybe yeah. I will pay a little more to make it here. True, but you know, but have a reliable supply chain, you right? Know, I think then that's you, you know because they Peloton. They struggled with supply chain during the pandemic. Like bikes were taking like months, like months yeah. and months to get. And uh, you know, so I think that's something they probably said, well, maybe we need to rethink this a little bit. Right. For sure. Yeah. I'm gonna say one more thing about our, our uh the big the big boys, but it's just this is something interesting. I, I'm a I'm a nerd. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, I, do I agree. Lots, yes. Know, uh-huh. I agree. You're nodding vigorously. <laughs> um, and so, but I th- something I really love to, to think about and, and I'm a big proponent of is like sustainability. Yeah. And so um, I'm trying to find my numbers on this because I, I, uh, I sat down. I'm like, I was curious. I was thinking to myself, I go, self, 
Because um, that's what, what you call yourself. Self. <laughs> um, you know, what would the impact, you know, of connected fitness actually be? Um, and I got thinking about that. And I, I can't really find my, my, my math on it unless it's here on this folder. There it is. Um, uh, but I said, okay, so what, what happens with connected fitness? Well, with connected fitness, people stay home instead of going to the gym, right. typically. Some people still keep their gym memberships, but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't. They, they give up the ghost and say, I'm work- I got this at home now. I don't need to go anywhere. So I said, okay, well, what kind of impact does that have? Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I said, okay, I'm going to do some math. Wow. Buckle up, Meredith. Buckle up. <laughs> is this math going, order? We're, we're I'm some, out. This is math work. No. Okay. So let's just assume. All right. So uh, I used I used Peloton because they're the big one, right? Uh-huh. And so it was I could I could see what a huge number would look like. Right. And so I think the, and their annual report at the end of last year they had four point four million subscribers, and, and, and they're also one of the only ones that give those numbers out. Uh, you, you don't. You can, I I couldn't find that number for anyone else really. Okay. And so let's assume now it's around five million because they continue to grow over the last eight or nine months. All right. So let's just assume that twenty five percent of them uh, went to the gym before, but now don't. So just a quarter of them. Okay. So I'm, I'm a whole bunch of people maybe never went to the gym, so they're new. Right. Some people still go to the gym. I'm making an estimate. Let's say a quarter of that five million are now giving up their gym memberships and working out from home. Right. Okay. Let's say they work out three times a week. Okay. And the and I looked up a number. It, the average distance from a home to a gym is average around four miles. Okay. So that's eight miles round trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is if you take that that uh, uh, one point two five million people. That's eight miles each way, three times a week. That's 30 million miles of driving every week. Wow. That we're no longer doing. Not we, but they're no longer doing. That is 1.5 billion miles per year. The average car gets about 25 miles per gallon. Okay. Sure. So that is 60 million gallons of gasoline. Assuming they're all gas cars. Right. And those electric cars now. Mm -hmm. Assuming they're all gas cars. 60 million gallons of gasoline saved just by the impact of connected fitness for that one company. Are you saying that we are saving the world? I'm saying that by riding this bike and, and not going to the gym, you're saving the world, Meredith. You are an oh everyday gosh. hero. I just, you're an everyday I, hero. I'm just I'm saying. I'm smiling so big. I'm so happy. I'm putting it I on know. my resume. But isn't that, does that blow your mind just a little bit? <laughs> it does. It blows it yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 you know I mean, that it, that it, number's bigger. So I mean, those were conservative I mean, yeah. estimates. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have some, I don't, I don't think my estimates are bogus. I mean, I think no. they're, I'm in the, I'm in the ballpark of, of somewhere, right? Even if it's like, even if it's, if it's a half bat. Okay. Don't at us. We're saving the world. We don't want to hear exactly. anything different. I, I I, yeah. I'm happy to discuss it with anyone that wants to discuss it. Trust me. Oh, okay. But yeah. Yeah. So I, at but Sheldon, I'm, leave me out I feel, of it. I feel that as an engineer, my numbers hmm. aren't terrible. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it, you it, heard me. You know, you heard it, 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 first. it feels right to me. It, it, it feels, feels right. Mm-hmm. And it feels, yeah. first of all, I, I had to check when it was like three times. I'm like, is it that big? I'm like, I guess it is. You know, 1.2 million, 1.25 million people, three times a week, eight miles, it, it works out. And, and I assume they, they, they were doing that 50 weeks a year. I took two right. weeks. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. look that at you. Man, no, you know. yeah. 
I, I write 50 weeks a year, so yeah. they can too. <laughs> but anyways, so they I mean, can it, too. <laughs> that's right. We can, <laughs> I thought, I thought it was just a fun yes. way to think about sustainability and, and how I was fully fitness. prepared to be bored, but that was incredible. Thank yeah? you for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, was, I was ready to cut it out of the podcast if I, if I started to start to nod. <laughs> it was really on the, on the verge there for a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Meredith, um, let's go to another competitor, iFit. Um, no? They did something also kind of cool. Um, for their non-live classes, they've added closed captioning to all their equipment. Oh, so, okay. Like, that's on nice. the classes, they actually have closed captioning, so you can actually see the words. Now, I A think lot that's of people great. would like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, first of all, it, we, there are people that are hearing impaired. Sure. So, yes. Bravo yeah. for that. Right. And so I, I don't, I think the big reason they did it though, is that, you know, they probably, again, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to take a wild fire guess on this. Mm -hmm. They probably don't have a music library that say their competitors do. Right. And so some people probably want to hear their own music. Now they can see the instruction and listen to their own music. That would be great. It would also be great if it kind of stayed up there because sometimes I'm just breathing so hard and I miss right. and I'm like, wait, what are we supposed to be doing now? You know, I, I would yeah. kind of like, you know, and the instructors are good about repeating and, you know, but there are times I miss the cue and I'm not Tabata-ing when I'm supposed to Tabata. Oh, geez. How, Which how is terrible. You even live with yourself. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> It's a real. Oh my god, she's so. touchback, and we should should be Tabata. And <laughs> is that a word, Tabata? In uh, you know, tabata it is in? now. Or are you performing Tabata? Or are you Tabata ing? Is the question. I, I tell you what, it is. It's a bad word. It's a cuss word, and we shouldn't say it on the podcast. It's a. It's a. It, it, we call it. It's our, a workout word. Exercise words. Yeah, <laughs> our exercise words. Oh boy! But anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. That is as interesting. Well. I like that. And um, I think in, I think in English and Spanish, actually, I think they Good. do both. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And then so um, uh, one more piece of competitor news is uh, Nordic Track, who does also a whole bunch of different equipment, mm -hmm. is now offering free shipping and assembly. Oh. So I think that's a neat, a neat thing that. Uh, yeah. You know, again, it's fun to watch the dynamics of competition and see how this whole thing is playing out. Because I think it's, you know, we, we've talked about it before. I'm not going to go ad nauseum about it again. But it's like watching the dynamics and how are people going to differentiate is going to be really interesting. I mean, Ashley has its own thing as well. I mean, they they have their, you know, they're differentiating with content again. They're, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're charging ahead in some of that great content game um you know this disney ride did you do the disney ride i didn't i, I didn't did i did the yeah. jungle cruise ride I it was I that already but yeah right it was more no i hadn't done it the last time um so i did it that next day and i i liked it. i love nicole and michael brown and they talked about it but it showed trailers of the movie as well so while it was interesting, it was only 20 minutes, it really made me want to watch the movie um, with okay. The Rock and Emily so Blunt. That, that achieved the goal then, yeah. Right. But it, um, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't easy to work, work out class. to because right, even yeah. though Nicole and Michael did a great job of giving us cues and then it would start playing the trailer or bits, right. interviews from the movie um, with the actors, I then kind of uh, lost what I was doing. It was like watching TV uh, okay. while I ride, which I, I think it. some I people it. do and do a great job. Yeah. I'm not disciplined enough. Right. Yeah. Right. So you, you, it would but be it was great enjoyable. to do as, yeah, yeah. it's great to do as kind of yeah. like a recovery ride or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah just to, to see. Like yeah. 
Yeah. It would be fun if they had it so you could actually pedal through the river, you know, okay? Yeah. Now, I haven't done any of the, <laughs> yes, Olympic uh, challenges. Or doing the rower. Do it on the yes. rower. Yes. And, oh, my gosh, it'd be so great if they, if, like, it would splash you. Like, you know, you've seen some of those movies and they have, like, the smells or the, we don't want smell. Nobody wants the smell no. or the splashes from my bike. <laughs> Not while I'm riding it. <laughs> bad but, <laughs> pull pull back pull back but they've all actually got some um i don't know i guess they're little workouts with some people who were um olympians in rio and oh, really? yeah so if people haven't checked those out um yeah that was part of that train like a champion challenge and they had stuff on the rower and on the bike but they actually uh, have yeah, little classes yeah. with actual olympians and Perfect. i'm sorry i don't remember their names that's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. They can look it up. Let's keep, let's, <laughs> this is how we leave the, the audience in Mr. Yeah. Meredith. You, you got to yeah, Google gonna, that for yourself. It's, it's okay. Search the it's, app. We call that a <laughs> teaser in the business, right? Or being unprepared. Um, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> say no more. Oh, okay. Don't use, don't use the U word. <laughs> no. Okay. Underwear? Oh boy. Under yeah, that one, that one either. Um, and then let's, uh, you know, something I, uh, we, I meant to mention this last time, uh, echelon. Let's have a couple of the things that were, you know, if you look, I can't remember. I, I know Chattanooga has this mm-hmm. and uh, I can't, I think Chattanooga may have had the rower too, but the, the, the new pro level equipment. Oh, I don't know if yeah. you've seen those. Like, yeah, like in the, the Chattanooga studio is riding the pro bike, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. It is a $3,000 bike. Wow. Um, but it is a, it looks like it's built like a freaking tank. It is a commercial grade bike. Now I have the X7S, which is, I, I think they call it light commercial or something like that. Mm. This looks even beefier than that. Um, and and I, I'd love to ride. I mean, if I get to Chattanooga again soon, I definitely want to sit on one is to f- see how, what the difference is, but yeah. it looked like a beast of a bike. It looked uh, pretty, pretty awesome. And that, and there's also the pro rower as well. I believe they're using in Chattanooga. I think I saw John Holton, maybe Rachel yeah. on it. I can't remember. Yeah, I saw yeah. Ren on it today. Yeah. Yeah, that looks now. like it's uh, interesting as well. I, again, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know the, the differences. I think it just beefier components inside, yeah. maybe to last a little longer um, or something like that. But uh, I don't know. But it, it, they looked pretty, pretty impressive, you know, but they come with a tag that you you have to decide, you know, that's worth, worth it for you. I think they're made more for like gyms right. or stuff yeah. like that, which uh, I think it'd be really interesting to to see if we're going to see echelons actually in hotels and gyms, that would be I think awesome. that would be, yeah, I'd be, it'd be great to, if they could partner with like one of the major chains or something, mm-hmm. a holiday Inn or something and, and do that and, and take it on the road. It would yeah. certainly influence where I stayed. Yeah, uh, it would. When, when I go Absolutely. places. I mean, if I can take my iPad and, and work out at these places, uh, yeah. it's done deal. I mean, I, I'm, I'm there. So yeah. I think that's uh that, that would be neat. Oh, let's see. And then let's, what do we have? That's all I had for major stuff, Meredith. What about um, your shout outs and all the fun things that you, you had going on? Um, well, I've got some shout outs. Uh, fun Fit Mom 7 did 600 rides. What happened to the first six? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, 600 rides. Okay, um, good, thank you. Good, good job, Fun Fit Mom. Yeah. Fun Fit Mom 7. Yes. Uh, Karen, not Karen. So it's Karen with a C, not Karen with a K, uh, did her 200th ride. And Katie Carr did her first Danny 75 Ooh, last nice weekend. Nice work. Yeah. And uh, that anytime I see anyone doing their first 75, I am super impressed because I yeah. remember 
that's a big jump. Even if you've been doing 45s, even if you, I mean, that's, even it's if you've done the power hour, it's still it's intimidating. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah, big, it's a big commitment. Like so anyone who does that is pretty awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to shout out our friend, uh, Nate. Yeah. Uh, who did that big ride across Iowa. It's, I forget the distance. It's like, it was like six or seven days of yeah. riding, like four or five. This is outdoors, not on the echelon, guys. Right. Uh, four or 500 <laughs> miles of riding. But uh, uh, Nate, congratulations on that. I mean, it was awesome to, to be part of that journey and watch you send the pictures and your, and your yeah. family there and all that. Congratulations. Awesome work on that. Uh, Jamin Amber for doing uh you, you know so they made a couple format changes yeah um and you know which you know i don't know i know why they do it but it kind of rocks my world when they do it sometimes you know it's like i wish they would give us like a month yeah like to like Some to warning. wean like to wean <laughs> off of them yeah right like it's like oh next week is the last you know morning power ballot what Right. You know, it's like it, it, it's it's not the last class. It's just a different it's format. Just, it's a different format. But again, a lot yeah. of us schedule our lives around certain things. And but it was it was great to do. Um, you know, I, I did the the Saturday morning class uh, with with Jama on. Uh, I forget what they call it now. I'm sorry. It's like the pop pink or something. I forget what it's called. I the evolution of pop. The evolution of thank, yes, thank you. Evolution I did that, that one, one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was, was a great good. ride. Uh, thank you for the names. I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah. Names. And then uh, Jamie and Amber teamed up for the power ballot. I did not get to do that, unfortunately, because I had a had another uh, thing to do that morning, which Sleep. was yesterday. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I was up until like you know uh, past midnight, and I, oh. I just couldn't I couldn't do it that morning. Plus, my my hip was hurting from my day before. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. And then it's like an old man. My hip is hurting. Married. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get out there. The was it because the storm was coming it in? Was just, I can <laughs> I can feel the storm coming, Mary. I can tell it's gonna be a doozy. <laughs> no, I was just uh tired and in, in, in Yeah, you rode a um, big but, what, but anyways, sixty miles? You you did you crazy stuff. I did a long Sorry. ride on Sunday, yeah, yeah. But um yeah, but uh, Jam and Amber did that last ride. I heard it was fantastic as usual. Um and then uh, I saw one name that popped up. It just made me laugh. It was uh, Hipwrecked. Oh, yes. I've seen Hipwrecked. I love that leaderboard name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It just caught me funny. Yeah. So Hipwrecked, if you're out there, you gave me a good laugh. Uh, thank you very much for that. There's also um, a Slither Spin. So, you know, there's a few of oh. us Harry Potter nerds. I mean, fans. And yeah. um, so we saw Both. Slither Spin, and my friend Hufflepuffle, Alex, was like, I got to make friends with that person. So, you know, your leaderboard but name. Slytherin. You, you Slytherin. don't be friends with a Slytherin. Well, I don't. She's a Hufflepuff, so they do. I'm a oh, Gryffindor. Oh, they have friends with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay, we just went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Superworks and Not Just Here's Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But um, yeah, that's, that's a, that is a fun one. That is a fun one. Yeah. Yes. Any other any other shout outs, Mary, before we uh, call this a day? Uh, not that I can think of. Just uh, everyone who's doing that unofficial relay. I've seen lots of oh, people yeah, put up their numbers, yeah. and that's that's really great. Um, I I kind of did something silly. Our our team had our rides all done, and then I thought 
I was riding the ride I was supposed to do and I rode the wrong ride. And so shout out to uh, Spin Diva for being awesome and being like, that's okay, I'll ride the other ride. <laughs> So, uh, oh, so you were like, the oh, one she was supposed to ride? I rode her ride, oh. which is really well, you know. bad etiquette when you're on a team. Yeah, yours looked better, so I kind of did that one. <laughs> yeah, I decided power would be more fun than hills. Sorry. No, exactly. I just, I just, you know, sometimes yeah. you're just messed up. I was yeah. messed up, and she was very gracious, and and um, yeah, so yeah, it's and been a lot I, I want to say. So- yeah, I, I, again, again, I think we shouted out Daniel for doing yeah. that last time because again, it's a lot of work oh, yeah. to do that, and you know he does have a job and a life and all that stuff, and and so uh, good job, Daniel, for for doing that, and and folks, you know, another thing, it's like the winning aspect of this, you know, the winning of this isn't the number, it isn't the score, the winning yeah. is you get to meet some new people and you get to engage with some new people in fun and different way, yeah, um, you know, it's if you're doing it for to win the numbers, you're probably not getting the best out of it, frankly. You know, it's well, like, I think it's yeah, I had a little fight with myself today because I did my power I class did. and That's I, I felt good. I felt yeah. strong. I was sweaty. I was confident. Uh, my whole mood had changed and I was going to go put my score up. And then I saw someone else's score and it was 300 more than mine. And I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go Eeyore in the corner. Like, <laughs> again, and that's exactly. It's silly. I, I know better. Yeah, yeah I know better. And I still do it. And I had a great before. ride. Yeah, I know so, you did. I know yeah. you did. We talked about this before, guys. I mean, the yeah. power, the, the whole output thing is an illusion in terms yeah. of the fact that, you know, it, it's going to benefit to be bigger person, stronger person, whatever you want to call it. Um, there are differences in the bikes, all of yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. So don't let this define any, any part of this event. This event is about connection, meeting people, having a good time and just saying, Hey, look, let's, let's do something together and yeah. can keep the fun going. And so, you know, I, and I, and, and I know that, uh, y'all are doing, are going to have a great time and, and, yeah, just uh, don't steal your teammates' ride because that's really bad. Don't do form. that. It's, <laughs> it's like it's, you know, I expect that of Meredith, but not of anyone else. I mean, come on, guys, let's get real here. <laughs> yeah, you had one job. One Meredith. job. It was to ride a hills ride, and I rode the power ride and turned it in and oh. said, "Here we go, here we go, yeah. we're done." So, Meredith, I just have a question: when you when you oh. rode 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 up the thing and you pass someone, do you go? Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> and we say bye-bye to you on the Super Excellent Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. Well, it's pretty clear to me. The whole world takes itself too seriously. Take a ride with Shelly Man on a bike that goes nowhere. If it's pretty clear to you. Won't you be less serious too? Take a ride with Shelly Mare on a bike that goes nowhere.